Tonight on the podcast, we're talking about the Blade reboot starting to film. Kevin Feige talking about why Phase 4 of Marvel feels so unique. Deadpool 3 being Disney-fied. Why am I hearing myself echoing? I don't know. But we're going to go ahead and kick off the show because I can hear myself echoing. And we'll uh, go ahead, Max, kick it off. It is Friday night in Phoenix and Matt is echoing, so I'm going to just take over for him. And tonight on the podcast, we are having a good time. I'm Max. And Matt I'm is, mad. I don't oh, know what is going on. It's still echoing for you, huh? Yeah, I can hear myself like six times. That's weird because, like, I don't know. We were ta- We were talking for like 10 minutes before the show. So as soon as you hit that live button. Well, hey, it's all good, man. Is it is it echoing for you guys too? Sticks, you're in the chat. Let us know. I don't hear any echoes. Everything seems fine for me. Aaron, is it is there an echo? Well, while Matt figures that out, he usually asks me how my week is. So I'm gonna go ahead and tell you guys how my week has been. Thanks for asking, Matt. That was really nice of you. Thank you for asking how my week's been. Uh I was I was traveling for work all week. Oh man, he's like legit gone. So now I get to just to do the show. Yeah, I was traveling for work all week. It was a lot of fun, man. I was uh, in, in this wonderful place called Annapolis, Maryland, um, which, you know, you maybe have heard of, but um, it's the capital of Maryland, way smaller than Baltimore, which everyone's heard of, but it was really pretty. At least I thought so. I thought Annapolis was really pretty and got to hang out on the water and do this like little boat cruise and do these uh, meetings. I mean, meetings aren't as fun, right? But Sometimes they can be productive. How's everyone doing tonight? Tell us in the chat what's going on with y'all. I'm just over here feeling like I can solo podcast or something. When the reality is Matthew's the one holding us together. Pass. So what does Max say here? Pass the duchy and get the show started right. You know, it wouldn't be an Absolute Geek podcast episode if there wasn't some degree of technical difficulty, right? I mean, that's just kind of par for the course with us. Um, That's just how life is in the Absolute Geek world. Um, So here we are. We got Matt coming back in hot. I'm back, bitches. There There we go. Still echoing for you? No. So what it was is that uh, we have a Discord channel. And whenever we upload a video to YouTube, it automatically goes in our Discord channel. Well, uh-huh, okay. Discord was open in my computer when it should have been closed. So the video is playing, the live stream is playing on our Discord channel. And I <laughs> my headphones as well as through the stream yard. So like even when I left... You're still talking. I was like, how the fuck am I still hearing Max talk? <laughs> Left the stream yard. Makes sense. because What the hell's going on? And then I was like, I shut down task manager, all of my programs. And the only thing that was still going was, was uh, Discord. And I was like, all right, it's got to be Discord. So I went in there and sure enough, 
It's exactly what it was. And Discord wasn't showing up in your open tasks like items in your task uh, manager. It was, but it was the last thing I closed. Oh, okay. And I was like, you know what? It's got to be Discord. It's got to be Discord. So we're good here now. Yeah, we are good. If Sticks is saying, I got to leave the Zona. Yeah, dude, I left for Arizona for a week. Oh my gosh, the weather. You is left so much... for Arizona for a week? No, I left. He said, Hey, Max, you got to leave Zona. Oh, well, and, I thought uh, you said I left for Arizona for a week. I was like, No, I what? left Arizona for a week. Mm. And it was nice, man. Maryland's 80 degrees for the high, which they probably think is hot, but I thought it was marvelous. It was so nice. And then well, I I got to rediscover that I'm not as uh, motion sick as I sometimes think I am. But the last time I remember getting on like a smallish boat other than a cruise boat, I was sick the entire time. So I was a little worried going on this like cruise ship thing that we were doing for our work trip. But it was big enough that it was fine. Did you get to have any delicious seafood, Maryland seafood? I did, but my understanding is none of it was in season. So it's like we had crab dip and stuff and it was good. But it wasn't blowing me away. And when I brought that up to people, they're like, yeah, it's not crab season. So you're not wrong if you're not being blown away. Mm. So I don't know if that means it's like the frozen stuff they've had for a while or what. But yeah, I had crab cakes, had crab dip. Probably um, imitation. That was really, it might have been. It might have been imitation. Imitation crab. Yeah. What uh, is imitation of, crab anyway? It's like a bunch of different white fishes. Mixed with a little bit of crab meat, I believe that gives it that that taste. They all absorb the flavor and essence of the crab meat, so it's actually like different parts of fish. Ah, uh, but it's a bunch of cheaper fish with a little bit of crab. Yeah, that ends up tasting and kind of having the texture of crab. Yeah, that's right, Patrick. Good one. Matt has oh, crabs, good. but his are always in season. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well on that note i want to thank the chat for being here give a big shout out to stick boy big shout out to the lovely aaron max bender what's going on buddy patrick win with the jokes it's gonna be a good show tonight we're getting started uh getting started right max bender says pass the duchy and get the show started right yeah well if i could just get my goddamn things to work right then we'd be all right earmuffs aaron Stick says, sure, by the time it gets to you, it's been through three rooms, Aaron. Yeah, see? <laughs> use Manscaped if you have crabs. Got to get rid of the hair. No, I use uh, lighter fluid. I, I just douse it in lighter fluid. And then uh, there we go. That's a uh, Trailer Park Boys joke for anybody who watches that show. So You should you would Matt, appreciate that. But Matt coming in with jokes, man. You know what's up. Bender says, I take some back of my harsh criticisms of Stranger Things. Nostalgia is great. Patrick says, LOL, yikes. <laughs> yeah, we yeah do. it's not on our agenda tonight, but I did watch the rest of Stranger Things, and I just wanted you all to know I loved it. I loved it. I was going to put it on our agenda tonight, but I decided to wait. I figured it's better reviewed as a whole because it's not weekly it's not released episodically or well mm -hmm. i shouldn't say episodically like weekly like uh miss marvel or the boys or obi-wan is it's all at once so yeah 
I found it to be very good though. And I was impressed because usually like the effects in stranger things, they're fine. Sometimes they're kind of iffy. I felt like they were really good this time. Like really good. I, I, there, there wasn't a lot of times that I looked at that and said, yeah, that's TV CGI. It felt more high quality than it has in the past. Well, Patrick, you better finish them by July 1st, man, because that's when the second half of the season comes out. It's true. You got time, Patrick. You got time. Episode seven is the best. My opinion. That's, a, that's one thing that's really starting to, to drive me nuts about Netflix is why are why does everything all of a sudden have to be split in two parts? Why it feels like everything is like part one and then you got a month in, in between and then part two. Just either release it weekly like everybody else or give it all to me. Quit splitting in parts. So, you know, it's funny because I disagree with you. But, which maybe isn't that uncommon because I've argued with Lance about this for a long time about how I like episodic releases. But to be honest, I think my favorite is the Netflix strategy. Like this new strategy. Because I like that like I have something fun to look forward to. But I also like being able to binge. And so now with part one and part two, I get the best of both. So I like it. Patrick has got a good point. It's a ploy to keep subscribers. 100% it is. That's why they're doing it. Because they're seeing that Disney went back to the old cable model of weekly releases. And they're super successful. And Amazon's even been doing that. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, that's a good idea. Because I'm sure Netflix did their thing in order to to be different. Like that was their I appreciate that though. Because like Amazon and um, Disney Plus are saving me from myself. It was like Stranger Things, the new season came out. I watched it all that day. Like <laughs> if, if I get all the episodes in one day, I am sitting down to watch them all in one day. And I, I guess I mean I, no so I have to come back. So that makes sense that they're doing it to keep subscribers. Because now you got to come back to watch part two. But like, and who knows if it's going to be another two years before you get season five, the final season. But like, that's just it. Like, I, it it. It saves me for myself, releasing it one episode a week. Yeah. So you know what they've guaranteed, though, with what they've done? Because didn't it release May 31st? Uh, I think it was something like that. It was the very end of May. What? Stranger Things season two. No, it was May. It was the same Friday that Kenobi started. Okay. Yeah, yeah. May 28th. Okay. Anyway, my point basically was going to be that by releasing Stranger Things in two parts... They guarantee that anyone that wants to see it has to have two months of subscription rather yeah. than just one month. So, I mean, obviously, if, if someone wanted to just wait till July 1st, they could watch the entire fourth season. But for those fans that want to see it right away, you have to pay 32 bucks in my case because I pay the 16 month. A, or no, I think I pay 20 a month now because I get the 4K, you know, upgraded version, which really isn't that worth it. But we talk about that a lot. But of course, I want to see Stranger Things. So what am I going to do? I'm going to shell out 20 bucks a month for two months in a row to make sure I get to watch it right when it comes out. Oh, Zangie says the boys got renewed for season four. Cool. Yeah, I was going to talk about that when we review the episode. Oh, well, that makes sense. Well, should we get into... I was going to bring that up. Getting our news. Yeah, so while uh, we're waiting for uh, Pepperoni to go on his epic quest of whatever he, bullshit he's looking for this week... Or... <laughs> Probably some articles to be like, well, I read in an article that X, Y, and Z, so he couldn't be here in time. Um, we'll go ahead and just get into some geek news, start a little bit. But first, my week has been good. Sorry. Uh, 
Thanks for asking <laughs> that, Max. Yeah. The great things going on in, in my week, Max. Oh, I want to hear all but, about it, please. Oh, no, we're, we're good here. Okay. Um, I was on uh, Renovision on the tax show on Renovision, and I think those guys are going to be on here in a couple weeks. Well, when you and uh, Lance are having your bromance weekend in Vegas. Hello, you guys hello, are finally hello. taking the uh, the plunge and going to go elope in Vegas. Next we're going week? to Colorado. Oh, Colorado. No, that's we're going right. to Vegas to elope. Yeah, you're going <laughs> to go to Vegas. I can see that then you're going double to in action. Why is my face so much larger than your guys's? Because you're zoomed in. Oh, that's right. I forgot we fucked with that a couple weeks ago. <laughs> you are uh, not. Hey, guys. You are no one's butt double. <laughs> yeah, look what the cat dragged in. Exactly. Dude, I so I kind of just yelled at my kids because they were supposed to be home at 7. And finally, like, 7.30 rolls around. So I'm like, I'm going to fucking call them. Where the hell are they? And they were just playing at the neighbor's house. <laughs> and she's like, I thought we were having a late night. I was like, why, why would you be having a late night with your friends if I got to be on the show at 7.30 and your mom's not getting home till 8? So they just made some bullshit thing up about having some late night or something. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Told you to drop the hands of justice on them. Oh, Sounds I like you did. Them. Now they're cleaning the living room, so I was a little pissed. <laughs> so... You really, so how's it you going? really lay down the hands of justice and you call and you tell them to go scrub the toilets. Yeah. And then when you get off the show, the living room is going to worse look worse than it did. Mm -hmm. And the reality is they probably cleaned it, but they messed it up even worse again. <laughs> <Probably> <laughs> because that's so. what kids do. <laughs> oh, well, dude, probably so. so James like took a, a, a box of Cheerios while I was gone this week and like just just laid them all over the upstairs, like everywhere all over the carpet and like nearly every room and i vacuumed them up today and then as soon as he gets home from uh we, we had him at a sitter today at his grandma's house more cheerios end up on the floor like he found the ones i didn't vacuum somehow that were like in one of his toys and just like shook them out all over the floor dude so the the same thing happened we went to an after school activity that the kids do every tuesday or not after school like a summer uh, afternoon activity thing and this specific oh boy got muted yeah that was weird oh the host has unmuted your mic Thanks, <laughs> i saved you from uh, yourself we went to uh this thing and the parents were supposed to come to this one because it was like a bonding with your kids or whatever but i was by myself so i had to bring the girls well <laughs> she had a <laughs> lance she just had a swift and includes a brick oven consequences yeah i'm like uh what is it hansel and gretel is that the one where she cooks the kids? Maybe. Is that the... I don't remember. But she had this little bag of Fruity Pebbles. Olivia did. And she spilled it. And I went and got the broom. I cleaned it up. This was at the, the place where the thing was. And as soon as I cleaned it up, spilled more. And as soon as I cleaned that up, she spilled more. This happened like four times until finally I took the bag away. <laughs> but kids are just like that, man. Oh, yeah absolutely they are it's like it's like matt i'm sure logan spit up on you you go and change your shirt and then she immediately spits up on you again has that nope. happened yet oh nope. you lucky bastard <laughs> lucky. i i can't remember james spitting up on me once she only oh me yeah. Once. yeah well i mean other, I've been spat other than on. i have too the foster kids spat up on us all the time and i got it on my shirt and then i changed my shirt and immediately get spat up on again but with james he did spit up but it's just I would always have like a burp rag on me when he did it. 
I, I oh really yeah we remember. weren't we weren't all ritzy with that stuff our shoulder was our burt rag <laughs> <laughs> but like it wasn't that often it was weird he just didn't burt it's like you buy bag. you buy diaper bags and they give you like the little diaper changing pad that you're supposed to put your baby on <laughs> that shit does aaron's, not last aaron's long. right about this <laughs> yeah she's right <laughs> that's on you well, it's for a, not a Aaron spits on him and it it's more embarrassing <laughs> she's not even two years old dude she doesn't understand why i'm taking it away she'll just scream her damn head off you 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 make these um what's the word uh i can't think dude i just had a brain fart you make these compromises with your kids yes i'll keep cleaning up your mess well, if you don't they're scream. very they're very emotional because I so earlier, like just before the podcast, I don't know what it was that upset James, but he got mad about something. Like just we still don't know. He just got mad and started kind of going. Aah! And so to like be silly and like show him how silly he was being, I like kicked over one of his toy chairs like gently, and then he looked at me and went. <laughs> one of you guys has some mad feedback going. I'm pretty sure it's pepperoni. I don't hear anything. I do. I, I can hear Max like coming through someone else's speakers. Oh, I can hear Matt coming through too. Is that better? I don't know. Let's see. Yes. All right. Is. It was it was Lancey Poo. Yeah, I just realized my speakers were on. It was Lancey. And I didn't know because I have my headphones on. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. Sorry. So uh, no yeah. spit stick. She doesn't spit on me. The way I know it's go time, and she's like Hey baby, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, you know, just playing a game or do something in my office. And I hear, it's go time. <laughs> so I know she's ready to go because she's lubing it up. She's lubing up the device. So. Oh my goodness! <laughs> and by the device, he means the dildo that gets up his up his ass. No, sir. <laughs> it's a, it's the one with it's the the deep one that we saw on the the boys. No, I'm a I'm a classy individual. I'm it goes on, oh, I'm sorry. It goes like on my chin. You Aaron's, like the home. Aaron's the chat home. comments are coming. She's gonna say gross or something like that. We'll <laughs> she see. said I'm on crack. What? What's the? Is it <laughs> there <home>? it is. <laughs> what's What's the character's name on the boys? The red, white, home, Homelander. Homelander. Thank you. Uh, you you like the Homelander dildo, right, Matt? That's your favorite. No, no. So did you see that episode? And I'm assuming we're going to get into it later. Yes, we are. Yeah, if either one of you ever looked at the show notes that I worked I so hard to put together. <laughs> I looked at all of them. Okay, so um, yeah, I never do. I just come Well, here. I looked at the slideshow. I'm sorry. I, I I'm looking for two new this co-hosts that like actually want to come to the show prepared. to be prepared. Does this, this look like stuff, somebody right? that's ever prepared? No. Well, you should be. No. How many times an episode do I ask... Hey, what's next? <laughs> it's because well, I really don't know. <laughs> then maybe you should read ahead and prep no. yourself. So um the 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 bio for the episode in, in Amazon Prime had a link uh to go to that would there should at least stick says I would read show notes if, <laughs> if sent them. So it that had like the battle of the dildos or something. It was like a special link that you could go to. From the show notes, or from the uh, not show notes, the the episode. I was say I don't know what show you're partaking in, but there are no battle of dildo notes in our show. Dude, no, the boys, the boys at at the in the what why the episode you, was about. Why would you go look at that? I did not go look at it. I saw it on my Apparently TV. You did go to you this website. Okay, 
and you went there and you bought the homelander dildo and the starlight dildo i would buy and the black noir because you're a little kinky huh give me one sec yeah i'll look it up so i can show people I was gonna. I that's what I was gonna open the show, Max. I was gonna say he was busy spanking it to Jansen Ackles' butt and the boys. That's my butt, dude. That's my butt. You wish. You wish there wasn't enough. There wasn't enough fucking craters on that butt to be yours, buddy. I'm just gonna say that looked. That didn't look like Jensen Ackles. They they did a pretty darn. I'm sure it was a butt double. Oh, I didn't mean the butt. I meant the face. Oh, Oh, well, he was in. He was in that. uh, he was in that um that had, machine had Santa Claus beard and everything. Well, I'm sure it was Jensen Ackles. It was just like, wow, it doesn't look like him. Uh, yeah. Anyways, we'll talk about when we get there. Let's yeah. start with the geek news. Because my Lance is late as always. Blade, Blade, Blade. The Blade reboot starting soon. It's flume filming. Fluming. Fluming will begin production on July 4th. With a potential Halloween 2023 release date. Nice. Fluming. So that's so, soon. Yeah, we got some blade fluming. <laughs> blade fluming. Halloween next year, huh? Yeah. That's awesome. And is this one, I forget, is this going to be a movie or a show? It is a movie. It's a movie. Okay. Marsala Ali is an Oscar winner. What what's his name? TV show Mar- Marsala. Is it a Marsala? <laughs> a I'm pretty sure it's Mahershala. Mahershala. I think it's Mahershala. I'm sorry. <laughs> he literally did a TV show for Marvel. Yeah, that's before anybody knew him. That's before the Oscar win. I'm just kidding. True. He probably right. would do it. I think he would. I, I just couldn't remember. There's so many that are TV shows nowadays. You you just never know. Sticks it only took four years, right? Yeah, I feel like this was announced forever ago. And the uh, only it was it was, announced, was his voice at the end. It was of the announced Eternals. at uh, San Diego Comic Con. I want to say 2019, right before everything shut down from the pandemic. The last Comic Con before everything shut down. I think so, it's gonna be awesome. Wow. Yeah, me too. And I haven't even seen any of the original Blades, so I'm. I hope they the give it an R rating and it's not PG-13. Um, Blade Trinity is awful. But is it Blade Two that's off? That's really good. Which one of them was really good? The first one. Was it the first one that was really good? That's but the I one like Two from Prison Break, right? I like Trinity. I like the one with Ryan Reynolds in it. Yeah, he was playing like a like an offshoot of Deadpool. It was it was like bit, kind yeah. of Deadpool, but not really Deadpool. Well, that's what he plays in most of his movies. <laughs> no but he had two swords and it like it kind of was alluding to the fact that he was deadpool but obviously whoever i don't think that studio had the rights to deadpool so he's just indirectly deadpool wasn't blade fox yes yeah i mean blade trinity was fox yeah that doesn't sound right i'm yeah, pretty I thought, sure it was i thought that was why marvel didn't do anything for a while is because they had to buy fox yeah they to had to get, blade. get blade back yeah Pretty sure. Oh, they had Blade back before the purchase of Fox. No, it was New Mm. Line Cinema. It was not Fox. Mm. Yeah, I was going to... It was two different studios. Otherwise, they would have just called him Deadpool. Yeah. Probably. Maybe. uh, maybe. 
Because he, well, no, he was a vampire hunter. He's not a merc with a mouth. Listen, not everything has to be Deadpool, all right? I'm just saying <laughs> double boy? that his character in Blade Trinity was meant to appear to be Deadpool. I don't think so. I don't even think that was the case. All right. And I would know because I was in those meetings. <laughs> you were part of the pitch meeting. meetings? I was. That I was your elevator. I said elevator pitch me, boys. That's why I don't work in Hollywood anymore. Because of that movie, right? I there. was just going to make that comment. I was going to say it was your first. I put it all on the line. It was your big Blade break, Trinity. and the uh, got cast down. Then Triple H got cast in my part, and you know it was just like it was it was a sad day in my household, man. <laughs> sad, sad day. Moving on, Kevin Feige explained why Phase Four feels so unique compared to previous Marvel films. Uh, he said that was always the intention. It is that Marvel Studios logo doesn't promise a particular group of characters and a particular exact tone, he said. It promises a spirit and a style and a vibe and an emotion, I hope, and it's perfect timing to go from Mar from Moon Knight to Miss Marvel specifically because they're so unique, so different, with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and Thor Love and Thunder e on each end. Uh, then he continued to say that is what makes Marvel and publishing and now in MCU so unique is being able to tell and to see all these different tones and styles and characters. The producer continued. So I like very much that people say, look, they're all different because that's how uh, they always feel about and, and will want them to feel so that he's talking about why the tones for each Marvel project are different and also updating if you notice they update the marvel studios like what's going on in the logo as they're doing the intro so if you watched miss marvel this week you notice that there was stuff from doctor strange and multiverse of madness in the logo so it, everything's always changing and basically they're saying that the tone that's why there's no set straight tone through the so marvel cinematic universe anymore. i'm gonna disagree with the god of the mcu for a minute here mm. And just say, and I love the MCU. All right. Well, we're going to continue on here because we don't take <laughs> kindly to the, the, yeah, you don't despair. Erroneous. You, you won't even hear me out. Right. Come on. Oh. All right. I'll listen to you. I, all I'm, all I was going to say is other than Moon Knight, I actually disagree with his comment that they have different tones. They all pretty much feel the same to me. And that's not inherently a bad thing. Uh, other than the the Netflix, shows, yeah, but you've never been anymore. observant. You've never been observant of tones. To me, Doctor Strange and Spider Man have two completely different tones. You didn't let me finish my thought. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, he just thought because you guys are like a bromance that he could just read your mind and he just kind of <laughs> so, just kind of ran with it. Doctor Strange is one of the few ones that I was going to put a little different, and maybe I am using the wrong terminology. They all feel like Marvel to me. Moon Knight didn't feel like Marvel, though. So, yes, Doctor Strange was darker, darker than most. Uh, Endgame was even a little darker than most, but I still feel like it has, I feel like they all have very similar tones. But I, I feel like he's only talking about Phase 4, right? That's exactly what he's talking about, just Phase 4. Uh, and if you look at Phase 4 in, in its little bubble, they're all pretty different. I mean, Shang-Chi and the Eternals don't feel like they have the same tone shang chi is much more lighthearted. i think yeah. that's why the eternal sucks for the most yeah, part that's true um and then what was the other one that came out well spider-man far from home would be phase four so that's got kind of mo that like 
despair feeling to it and hopelessness and helplessness. And then you go into the strange and crazy Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness. And now you're kind of getting that, that, you know, violent and Marvel violent in Marvel speak this um, of Moon Knight. And now you're into more like the lighthearted stuff with Miss Marvel. See, Miss Marvel to me when I was watching that show, and I know we're probably going to get deeper into it, but I felt like it, and don't get me wrong, I loved it, but I felt like it felt very similar to the Spider-Man movies. Everyone, if you're playing the drinking game at home, make sure to take two big gulps as Lance finally admits that he loves something um, 28 minutes into the podcast. So every time Lance says he's he loves something, take a big drink. I thought it was if I said something was my favorite. That too. If you say you loved it, if you love something. Oh, come on. That's a low bar to say you love something. Come on. Because he loves everything. That's not true. It is true true at all. This guy. I only talk about the things. Yeah. You guys just don't know me well enough. (laughs) Oh, dude, I give Max so much shit over the stuff. How many times have I said that I'm not a Star Wars fan? I hate Lord of the Rings fucking but many, you guys just don't pay attention to those many shit. times uh, yeah i feel like you guys like more more things than i do i actually agree with you <laughs> <laughs> i just only talk about the things that i like no see well, i like dude there's a lot it? of things that i don't like but i get comments about how oh i'm just a curmudgeon or i hate everything or yada yada, yada it is true matt's the so. cynic and and in that same breath i said eternals which wasn't very good you know so i don't like everything he loved eternals don't i just you know what very, else matt i'm just what? a very flowery like uh what's the word I'm, I'm saying uh a very um i use big words to describe things like uh, not big like as far as vocabulary but just just listen uh and fantastical words there's something i need to say about your lord of the rings comment yeah right here there's only one return okay and it's of the king. It's not of the king. It's of the Jedi. All right. <laughs> yeah, I. Lord of the Rings is the most gigantic here's, snooze fest in the world to me. <laughs> here's the thing, though. I'm sorry. Star Wars is my favorite franchise, but I disagree with that. Return of the King is a far better movie. No. But in general, pretty much all of the original Lord of the Rings movies are like better made movies than every Star Wars movie. I feel like that's an objectively true fact. I feel like it doesn't mean they're more entertaining per se, but they are objectively better made and better told stories. I feel like all three could have been pushed into one movie. No, not then maybe I would, but I get it. it. You don't like it. It's not your cup of tea, but anyway, a lot of, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and eat some crow for a second and say, you guys are right. I'm an idiot because tone, the tones are different in a lot of the movies. So I get where Kevin Feige is coming from. There's a spirit and vibe. It's more the vibe I'm talking about because Endgame, even you know, even if we're talking pre-phase four, Endgame has a different tone to it than like Ant Man did. Like they're mm-hmm. different, you know. Infinity War, same thing. Those, but Infinity War and Endgame are some of the darkest Marvel movies to date at that point. But there is a there's a vibe, there's a spirit to it. So eh, it's true. It's true. Yeah. Also, if you need a great explanation about the Lord of the Rings, just go watch Clerks too, because he's some of the best, one of the best breakdowns of Lord of the Rings and how it should have been. All right, you're making me want to watch Clerks too. It's just people walking 
Batman for three oh, movies. Then I don't just watch dude Clerks dude too. If he's going to reduce it to that, I'm not interested. <laughs> I barely remember. Clerks 2 is the one where they introduced Rosario Dawson, right? Yes. Yeah, I barely remember anything about that movie because I didn't. It's one of the few Kevin Smith movies. Kevin Smith movies that I didn't like. Then and you and I have it. talked about this before, Matt. Then you got bad taste, and you should go walk it again. I do not like Clerks too. All right, Lance. Tonight, your goal is to say as many bad things about projects as you can. Show Dude, us. I just don't like to talk about shit that I don't like. I <laughs> I'm on your side, buddy. I'm just saying, keep it going. Listen, nobody wants to listen to a podcast where everybody just circle jerks and be like, "Oh, I fucking love that." Yeah, I love that too. <laughs> oh man, I love that also. Like, you gotta have some kind of like. Oh, opinion I just, of I just feel like you guys are putting like your earmuffs on when I completely trash Boba Fett for like six episodes in the beginning of the year. Mm. Don't lock me in with this, buddy. I know, I know who you are. <laughs> I got you. Anyways, got me, uh, have no fear. If you were afraid that Deadpool three was going to be quote unquote Disneyfied, that doesn't seem to be the case. Uh, producers and writers say that they're going to let Deadpool be Deadpool. You know, it's not like any particular joke. Maybe the one that they say, you know, it's too far. That could happen. But this is the point. There's nothing but support. So it looks like Deadpool is going to be R rated and they're not going to change anything. So yay for Deadpool. Let's go. Hopefully See, they what, get more X-Men in it. What I, what I hope they do with deadpool and i and i think i've said this a few times is let his standalone movie be rated r and then put him in the other stuff and bleep him out and have him notice that he's being bleeped out so every yeah, time we, he gets bleeped out he's like cursing at disney or something like that for listen, bleeping him out. i'm here to tell you like all you guys are huge deadpool like you want deadpool and everything you want deadpool in this you want deadpool in that I don't want but him in I'm everything. Th- I don't think he belongs everywhere. If he shows up in other movies consistently, like if he were to be like the cameo or he's doing where he's getting bleeped out, you're going to get sick of him because really he's yeah. kind of a one trick pony and there's not much more to him than what you're getting. I think getting, it's more so. of my love of Ryan Reynolds than it is of well, Deadpool. Does that, does that make sense? Like, I just Ryan Reynolds is is the reason I I want, but I don't think he fits everywhere. Like there was a huge report that he was going to be in Doctor Strange, and now that you've seen that movie, does w- would he have fit anywhere? No, in Doctor well, Strange, I mean, I it think doesn't it feel that way. Fit in the background, if we if it was actually cameo. multiverse, like the movie is leading you to believe, instead of them just falling through like thirty multiverses in in the span of fifteen seconds. He, it would make sense for him to be there. But the way the movie's yeah. cut and the way it was done, yeah. It, apparently, he had a big cameo, and it was cut because it didn't fit the tone that they were trying to achieve. With, yeah, and, in, I, and I have a hard time feeling so. that it would would fit the tone. Like, whatever they did. I I don't know. Maybe that's where you and I disagree. Where I want to see him is at some point with Deadpool or Spider... Or not Deadpool. Um, Daredevil or Spider-Man. Uh, but I don't think he fits anywhere. I do think an exchange between him and Korg would be hilarious, which we got that mini commercial. Yeah, that commercial was awesome. But I don't think he fits everywhere. Like, he wouldn't have made sense in The Eternals, and he wouldn't have made sense in in Doctor Strange, in my opinion. But the more the lighthearted stuff that they go after, Ant-Man, any of those lighthearted things, I think he would fit. (laughs) Stick says... 
release the Deadpool cut. <laughs> I hope that's a. I hope that's a. Um, did they film it, and it was cut, or did they Supposedly. just write it and it was cut? Supposedly, what the rumor that goes around is that they filmed it, and it was cut because it didn't fit. Yeah, I hope they release that in a deleted scene, because then we'll get a full answer of whether it fits or not. But to me, that movie wasn't really that lighthearted at all for the most no. part. I mean, there was some, there was there some, some quips and stuff and yeah. yeah, but that that's typical of Sam Raimi that like the quips and stuff like mm-hmm. Ash is, you know, a quip machine. And uh, see, I would, in I Evil wish would bring the more badass Deadpool instead of all the quips and chimichanga this and stupid bullshit. Like yeah. I wish they would bring the original Rob Life ruthless. Yeah, you know, New Mutants '98 Deadpool. I don't want this. Like, I would. Say, I'd like. I'm kind of tired of the slapsticky Deadpool. I would like them to merge the two because I like the slaps. Because I don't think Ryan Reynolds fits if it's not slapsticky. Is that I mean, word? he could because Deadpool still had that. He had that Spider-Man esque tone to him, where he had the quips and things like that. Like. That's that's the Deadpool I want. I don't. I want him to be a little bit more serious with quips every now and then, instead of like just the giant fucking joke he's become in yeah. comics. Did you play the game? I did. Yeah. Do you feel that's more in line of the Deadpool that you recognize? Not really. I mean, it still had the chimichanga thing, but I thought I yeah. didn't think it was as funny as the movies. Like I felt, I, f- I felt like it was a little. A little bit more uh, dark than the than his movies have been. No. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. But there you go. Have no fear. Disney is not going to to censor or Disneyfy Deadpool. They're shooting for an R rating. Apparently, all the powers that be support it, and yeah. they're going to get that R rating. This yeah, is this why is... they need to create that separate channel on Disney Plus for for like the adults. Like they do in the other countries. Yeah. What do they call it? C plus or something like they that. They don't have star. Separate, they have the well, that's why they created the the password lock on Disney Plus now and things. So they can put more mature content on it. And it's up to you to to block it. Because yeah, essentially I agree. This is America. You know, let me put my political rant hat on here. This is America. You don't want people telling you what you can and can't watch. I don't want people telling me going, oh, well, you, if you want to watch this, you have to go to this separate service. No, just no, no, it's not a separate service. Like, it's just it's at the top where like when you go into Disney Plus, it has Marvel, Star Wars and all that National Geographic in every other country. They have another one that says Star or some Disney Star or something like that. And that's where you can go to get the more adult content. But no, it's I'm not good. a separate app. It's just a separate channel within their app give me the power to choose whether or not I want my kids watching that and to, to password protect things. I, I just think it would be nice to be able to sort like, you know, like if I want to watch something that's more adult fair to just go to a place where I can sort among those things and not, you know what I mean? I don't know. Listen, Disney, I'll do the adult in my family and I'll decide what my child will or will not watch. I'm Don't surprised they haven't. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't rolled Hulu into Disney Plus, <laughs> and just called that its adult section. 
Yeah. I feel like it's the old Blockbuster, or not Blockbuster. What was that video store that had like the curtain? Are those oh, are just yeah. All the mom and- yeah. I feel yeah. like I feel like every time I say adult section, that's what I'm thinking of. It's like the little area in the back corner with the curtain that had mirrors everywhere so that people could see if you were like jerking it or something. Which uh, Matt, you got in trouble for that in like 2006, right? No. <laughs> because I go on the I get my porn on the internet like everyone else. So it would have been Hey, it wasn't as free as it was today oh, in 2006, free, buddy. <laughs> It's always been free. I, I no seriously. I remember being a kid and seeing a curtain at one of those like blockbusters and asking my like one of my parents, "What is that?" I don't know what they said, but I figured that's where the heathens go. Yeah, they went home and prayed for you. <laughs> <laughs> they made you say extra prayers that night. Huh? <laughs> yeah, and then I go to Brazil for a couple years, and every video store you go into, it's just you rent it like anything else. It's not oh, locked yeah, behind really? anything. Oh yeah, it was everywhere. The porn magazines were at grocery stores. We as a, like, our country in general is so prude, dude. Like, have you noticed that? Like, like compared to other other countries, we we view nudity with a a much, much harsher lens. Yeah, and I don't get it because we rely on it so much to sell. So why are we so prude about it? It just doesn't make sense to me. That makes it sell better. (laughs) <laughs> i mean i'm not even i'm not even entirely taboo. kidding you if feel it's like taboo, you're doing something naughty yeah it's more exciting it's the thrill of being naughty <laughs> just like in in japan they pixelate due to genitalia but not women's so really? wow yeah zaggy says yeah but brazil has a lot of crime and aids lots of aids lol and the economy is broken how okay. do you call it lots of aids i don't know lots of people with aids (laughs) it has aids and lots of aids (laughs) all right well let's get into talking about obi-wan um did you put anything in the show notes about news spawning from this what did you guys see the the article today that that uh reva may be getting her own spinoff show Oh, please, no. That's the stupidest idea I've ever I just seen. saw the headline. I didn't even click it. I think it was no. on a comic book movie. No. She doesn't need her own show. No. That's a terrible actor. I hate that idea because that implies that she lives through the season. Uh, but here's the thing, what, what people don't understand. Like, okay, so I know that most people don't particularly care for her. And actually, in this latest episode, I think I care for her less than I did. But now there's this, like, racial thing that's attached to it that a lot of people are crying foul over and the more you're like review bombing this show because of her or whatever reason it is or maybe you're going a little above and beyond you know lambasting her for for how poorly of a performance she's doing you're you're giving her you're giving her a a um what's the word i'm looking for platform a, a platform essentially so now you're going to have all these you're going to have all these activists that are that are latching on to her. So you're going to see more of her. Yeah, I don't dislike her at all. I think her performance overall has been fine. I just don't see any need for a Reva spinoff show. I think that would be weird. However, we haven't finished the season. There are a lot of people making up theories yeah, that she's going to turn left, good. Please. And so maybe there's going to be, maybe this spinoff show of hers could be her... Uh, as a Jedi again or something like that. Well, I think that. that a lot of people didn't get 
the fact that the little girl in the first episode that you see is Reba. Yeah. So I think that's where I'm a lot hoping of they confirm that. Didn't connect those dots. Where? Yeah, it's, where? Like the first scene. The first scene in the Jedi Temple in the first episode. There's uh-huh. a young. There's a young black girl Jedi. That's uh-huh. one of the students that's being defended by the teacher. So the theory is that's Reva. Did which they makes give her a ton of sense? They did not give her a name, but they didn't give her any speaking lines or anything. You just happen to see a little black girl, yeah, and I don't... people are just assuming that's the same person. Yes, that seems but, a little. Well, yeah, I know what you're going to say. I don't think that's racist. I think it's. I I think it's very. It's a very logical theory to make. It's not confirmed, and I don't think that they've shown enough for anyone to say, yep, that's definitely the case. I think it's more a matter of, it's a valid theory. She, Because here's the thing. Based on her age, she probably would have been about that old 10 years ago and been training in the Jedi Temple. All of the Inquisitors were Jedi. So, right. so it, it makes sense. Now, it may not be the case. It may just be a coincidence that they had a black girl in that scene. But... It, I don't think it's a coincidence. All. I, think I don't it's, either. It's, I don't think it's. But a did they focus on her in that? Like, she's like they, the center. She's in like the center of the students, but depends. But on they how don't. They don't like just show just her on the screen at any they point, do not. or like they do. Not. Like it's just a quick pan. They yeah, do I don't. I don't know. I it, it. I'm not even remembering it for the most part. Like I remember there was a scene where they were in a school and 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 the yeah and people were coming to kill them, but I didn't even pay attention that there was any of those kids that i was supposed to focus on they didn't they didn't show you any any kid to focus on i think if they're going to reveal it there's going to either be another flashback or they're going to mention it somehow and it's going to be maybe it was intended as one of those things that when you rewatch it later it's like oh so that was her but yeah i think they'll do another flashback somehow and you'll understand that that's a reva my issue maybe not if they don't ever confirm it in the show it's just a theory and it could be absolutely nothing my my issue with with because i the first what was this this was episode four before yeah before we get into that hold that thought yeah go ahead ahead and break the show down recap the show about what happened before we go into talking about what we liked what we didn't like what we didn't understand Things like that. Go ahead and give us a quick synopsis of the episode. A quick synopsis of the episode? Yeah, sure. So Leia had been captured, uh, and she they discover that Leia is at the By Riva. Um, by Riva, yeah. And Obi-Wan in connection with like his the rebel spy network, they discover that um she's been taken to the Inquisitor's headquarters. I cannot remember the name of it, and now I feel like I'm I'm, I'm losing a Star Wars nerd card. Something inquisitorious is the name of the place uh anyway I remember it was in water <laughs> yeah and it's in jedi fallen order i don't know if you remember that but that's the final level oh, is that the same one yeah same one is Cal that Kestis. also the thing where is it palpatine is that who it is what at about the end palpatine of, at the end of the last movie where hit where where ray finds him doesn't it kind of look like that in the water it does that's uh you know i never even noticed that but yeah the, That's uh, what I thought that Wayfinder, was. which is technically a holocron, but they don't call it that. They do look similar. You're right. That's yeah. that's probably not a coincidence. Yeah, that's what I thought it was when I, <laughs> I saw like, it. Like show. sticks, fortress inquisitoris. I just couldn't remember the word fortress. I had the <laughs> difficult part remembered. <laughs> that's funny. All right, thank you, sticks. 
Uh, anyway, so Obi-Wan understands that she's there, and the story is basically just uh, him infiltrating the, the base. I mean, do you want me to get like deeper into that? I feel like that's a no. Good I think you you, too much you covered it. You're um, starting to was... see. You're starting to see the uh, the cleverness of Leia as well, though. Oh, dude, she, there was a scene. I was watching it at like 7 a.m. Eastern, so I was like, gonna text you guys, and I'm like, it's 4 a.m. I'm not gonna text them when it's like 4 a.m. your time. That wouldn't uh, stop Lance. He texts at 2 a.m. half the time. I'm like, why are you still but, up? Don't you have kids? Shouldn't you be asleep? There was that's a scene my, where little Leia was time. where she was getting interrogated by Riva, and I was like, this is so Leia. The way she like was trying to act all cunning and yeah, she's can I just call him first or something? Or yeah. It was great. I'm like, you know, this is totally like the Leia we see in the movies. I loved that. Yeah. I like that to get, girl. You got some good uh Clone Wars Easter eggs in the the Jedi suspended in ambergris. Yeah, were any of those people like noteworthy? Because I didn't recognize any of them. Did, was the first one Jar Jar Binks? No. Oh, no. it looked kind of like a Jar Jar Binks. You know, none of them stuck out to me. Um, other, I mean, there was definitely like a youngling in there with their helmet on, and I knew I was supposed to recognize other characters, but I just in the moment didn't recognize any of them you said you did matt who did you recognize uh she's from i can't think of her name right now it what? escapes me okay um god i'm trying to think of her name it's a weird name it's hard to pronounce too um i'm sure there there's probably an article that names everybody yeah i, I literally tara sanube okay i do recognize her so uh or not her that's a male anyway uh yeah it was a jedi master who sat on the high council before the invasion of naboo but like this is a character that like you watch episode one i it's probably maybe episode one but there's just a character that like wasn't in it a lot like i want to say her name starts with like an n it's like f u oh never mind i'm sorry that was this character oh dude this guy's cool so you don't know the, what you're looking at. I, I know, I know. I'm I'm gonna pull it up right now. Okay, uh, it's this was uh, Tara Tara Sanud. Yeah. Yes, that's the one. I'm trying to share my cam my share my screen here because um is this the one? Yes. Yeah, this character right here. There's a really cool episode in Clone Wars where this guy basically uh, is helping Ahsoka do some stuff around uh Coruscant. He was a cool character. He's only that's like the one I thought was Jar Jar. Though. That's the first one he looks at. He looks at. That's the first one he sees. Yeah, I mean that doesn't look anything like a Gungan to me. No, but, but I'm in, a huge Star in Wars the fan, actual so. in the actual show, I thought like because it pans pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, here, it does. See. It does. I thought it was Jar Jar. Yeah, that's the one. I didn't realize that that was the same character. That's. That's a fun little Easter egg, and that's okay that that guy's dead. It's, he's not like a character that I had to see again. So apparently this is like what this article is saying, that they're they're probably keeping these for their cloning experiments. Probably. Probably. Yeah, it's like, like Palpatine-type stuff. Yeah. Yeah, which I sure hope that as they do these shows, they don't reveal that a clone worked because then why were they trying to do cloning after Return of the Jedi and the Mandalorian and stuff, you know? 
And I liked that in, the, in well, this episode you got to see a little bit more of, of Vader being badass too. Yeah. He's gonna like kill the third sister, but doesn't. Um that was cool. Look I'm I made we, we had an argument last week. Well, I shouldn't say argument, discussion last week about how the continuity doesn't fit with the new hope and they I think it was comic resources or IGN or somebody released an article about how there's no continuity error in here. And Maxi were like, yeah, no, no, there's no continuity errors at all. There is. But after rewatching a new hope two nights in a row this week, because not only did I watch it on Disney plus, but it was all over TV. um, I can get past a lot of what people are complaining about the, the Vader stuff where he talks about, I haven't felt that presence since and then stops. And, all that time from can be fine and you can kind of see that they're trying to work in these little through these little plot holes and dialogue and and things like that mm-hmm. the big one to me is still just leia knowing kenobi and her you know knowing like in in a new hope luke refers to him as ben kenobi and and all that and her being like you know Help me, I won't away your only hope. Saying that you were you once helped my father, fought alongside my father in the Clone Wars, and now he needs your help. Here's this message in this droid. He can figure it out. Yada yada yada. So that's still kind of open ended, and it, it still bugs me a little bit. But I almost wonder if, with how strong a presence Darth Vader has in this show, that and how like cunning she kind of is, and how they really focused on her like reading people in the first two episodes. If she doesn't somehow find out that Darth Vader is actually her father father, and they don't like Jedi mind wiper. And that's why she, she I wouldn't be surprised either. I honestly have heard that theory a lot. Jedi mind wiping. And I'm like, I could see that. That's a thing. I've never seen it, but I'm sure it is. It's It's like men in black. Like look in in the light. Well, it would be with the, the force. Lore. It is. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I, I I believe you. I was just thinking, like, you know, in um, what we hadn't seen before until Force Awakens was like mind reading. Really, we hadn't seen mm. that in the movies before. Um, but now, like, they have that kind of stuff in Obi Wan. Even I mean, Reva was trying to use that against Leia, but she was resisting, of course, because she's very strong willed. But that's why I'm like, yeah, that's a that's a force power that makes sense to me. Same thing with Jedi healing, like that hadn't really been shown until Grogu did it, and then Ray did it, and then you could look back and say that Obi Wan technically force healed Luke in A New Hope, which is kind of true, but it just wasn't uh, perceived the same way. Didn't Ray do it before Grogu? Didn't Grogu come out after? No, technically Grogu, like the scene, the like end of Mandalorian season one when Grogu heals somebody, it came out like a week or two before Rise of Skywalker. Oh, hmm. very, very similar timelines there. Well, not Star Wars timelines, but real world timelines. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed this episode. I liked seeing Vader be a bad A too. Like it was cool to see him almost force choker to death. But I tell you in that scene when Reva um, is saying that, that she let Obi-Wan escape, I was like, what? I watched the freaking show. You were trying to capture him. When could you have possibly snuck a tracker onto the the uh, fighter? And then they show at the very end Lola. I'm like, oh, okay. She put the you tracker didn't catch in Lola. That? I didn't catch it at first. 
when she was holding the droid in the cell, I said, oh, I think she's going to plant a tracker on it. <laughs> well, it was smart. Yeah. I was like, oh, that makes that makes sense. Like, she's probably going to pl- plant a tracker on it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. yeah. Until I realized that Lola was where the tracker was, I was like, what are you talking about? She's lying to Vader or, you know, she's she's not. And they just are somehow going to say she put a tracker on their, their Starfighter. Uh, and then or it was an A-Wing, I think. Anyway, but uh, yeah, putting my whole thing was why did she put a tracker on it if she thought she had the upper hand the whole time? I think it was like a contingency plan. That's what I would. She thought Obi. She she thought Obi Wan was dead. I don't know if she did. I think she was lying to Leia. Oh, was she? I didn't catch that. I would imagine she was aware that Obi Wan escaped. Yeah, I didn't catch that. Yeah, I don't. That was my opinion. I mean, what do you think, Matt? I I have no opinion on this because I blanked out in that conversation because I was looking at the chat. <laughs> so speaking of the chat, I, there was something in there I wanted to address. So Stick says, because Palpatine wants to live forever and cloning is the answer for him. When we were talking about clones. Absolutely. I have no issue with the cloning storyline. I mean, he was cloned, obviously, in uh, Rise of Skywalker. And in the Legends material, Palpatine was trying to clone himself like all the time. Like five years after Return of the Jedi, there were Jedi clones due to Palpatine's work. My, my The issue I was saying that I was going to have is if there was a viable clone before all of that. But even that, I said that, and then I start thinking about it, and I'm like, well, they could have a viable clone that like dies early or isn't good enough, or you know, all sorts of kinds of things. And so they're trying to capture Grogu to get a better clone or whatever. So, because I still would not mind at all if we got to see Star Killer in these TV shows or something. That'd like, be awesome. Star Killer, awesome. Star Killer is the character in the game. Star Killer is the Force Unleashed Force character. Unleashed. Vader's Vader's the kid from the kid from Shameless. Yes. No. No. Not yeah, no. Is he not in Shameless? No. You're talking about. Um, you're talking about the. Um, what was the last one? The game that just came out. The Max. last. The fallen. Fallen Jedi. Fallen, fallen Jedi. Order. Fallen Order. Yes. No. You're talking. He's thinking about something else. Oh, okay. No, I'm talking about. One, he was I'm talking about Fallen Order. No, no, this he's talking about Star Killer, who's from Force Unleashed, which is games that came out years oh, ago. Oh, like oh, the, like, oh, you're talking about Xbox the guy from Smallville and Being Human and stuff. That yes, guy. that one. Sorry, yes, yeah. that one. I thought okay. you played the Force Unleashed games. I did. I, like, I did. Yeah. I just for, I just forget what these people are called. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was just I was just so, asking questions to make sure I was on the same you're, page. You're good. Because <laughs> now I'm over here like, well, maybe there is some cloning going on. And maybe we could get Starkiller. And now I'm like, shoot, give us a Reva show and put Starkiller in it. <laughs> well, didn't you tell me that like, because I remember when Disney bought Star Wars, I asked you, oh, it'd be cool if they made the Force Unleashed movie. And you said, well, they can't do that because Starkiller is the name of something else. Yeah. And now I'm like, so Starkiller was the original name for Luke Skywalker. Yeah, he was going to be Luke Starkiller. It was originally Luke Starkiller. Yeah. But isn't there but Star Killer Base and Force Unleashed? But two things. One, they could have named it after him. Or let me do three things. Two, could just be a coincidence. Or three, they could just have a clone that is similar to what Star Killer was and name him something different. You know, like mm. there's there's a lot of ways to do it. I think it'd be awesome if they brought in Sam Witwer, I think is the name of the actor. Yes. And um 
had him play star killer i think that would be awesome yeah he's not doing he, anything. he's well he does a lot actually he's actually very connected to star wars he was the voice of darth maul in all of the cartoons and he is oh really so, yeah and he's so good at that and he has a deep understanding of of star wars lore and like he gives a breakdown of the uh, of when obi-wan kenobi kills darth maul in rebels it's amazing sam witwer is awesome and you know it'd be cool it, it would be so awesome to see him brought you like him so much you should watch being human it's a great show i like him in star wars and i liked him in smallville i did not like him in smallville well i didn't like him like i didn't like the design for doomsday but i thought he yeah. did an okay job acting yeah you should watch being human it's a sci-fi show it's a great show oh yeah i've heard good things yeah it's an adaptation of a british show of the same name so you know what else i liked about this episode though obi-wan finally like fought with a lightsaber i mean and i enjoyed that it feels like he's starting to like reconnect with the force more um you know the whole holding the uh the glass so that the water wouldn't come pouring into that hallway mm-hmm. him against the um the stormtroopers was cool i i had i was giggling at some of those parts honestly i loved seeing him in action again successfully like as a jedi you know what i mean because like we've seen him punching people and shooting a blaster and whatnot but it was awesome to see him actually be a jedi um and not run away from vader and i'm not even against him running away i think it made a lot of sense but i, I He's the journey from the force right yes the journey of him reconnecting with the force this aids that journey and i really think that there's going to be a, another showdown between him and Vader in the final episode, and it's going to be epic. Because they teased before the show ever came out that there's a showdown between the two of them. I really hope the one from episode three isn't the one they were talking oh, about. Oh, I'm sure the last episode's going to have a big showdown. Yeah, I that's what I'm hoping for. The re- the reason I like like him so much is that every time he speaks, like when there's like a really big situation, you've got all these people that are shouting and like, there's panic just at the top. You know what I mean? Like panic is just hitting the ceiling. You know what I mean? But he always comes in and the way he speaks is just so calm. Like all the time. But when Obi-Wan talks, it's just, he's Hello like there. the cooler, the cooler heads prevail guy. You know what I mean? He's just calm. Everything's cool. Like you can see that he's, that he's like panicking a little bit, but he never let, he's like stoic. Yeah, he, no, he does. He does a good job holding his cool. Yeah. I mean, there were plenty of times when he was training Anakin that he got mad. <laughs> just Anakin in, just in this show, it's like when he's holding the glass, it's like if that was me, I've been like, get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? Like there would have been panic. But mm-hmm. even then, like he just seems like a stoic figure in in it's. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I would describe him as stoic, but I would definitely describe him as composed and and everything. Um I guess yeah. that I guess that make is a better word. I was I was having trouble with the word that I was trying I want to, to describe him with. I want to see that Ahsoka Tana Vader fight more than I want to see Obi Wan and Vader fight again. I, want I hope to see it's both. cool because they've been they've been they've been hyping it up for a while. I want to see the new Master versus Apprentice fight. I don't need to see Obi Wan versus Vader. I want to see Vader versus Ahsoka. I mean, you can see that in the cartoon. Yeah, but, but I want to see a live action. action. Did you guys so uh sticks brought up uh this comment? Hey, stay where you are. The trooper had no idea where he was when they're in that dark room. Every time the troopers are talking in this show, 
it reminds me of the video games when they're like what do they call them npcs or whatever like they're just kind of around or like when you're fighting them you can hear the stormtroopers talking to each other yeah it was identical in every way like it felt like a video game like where he was running through that that landing pad or whatever and they're all shooting people i was like oh this make a fucking awesome game you know the whole thing just yeah is fun matt do you feel do you feel your your opinion of the show is improving i mean my opinion of the show has been that it's it's been enjoyable. I I felt like this was the weakest episode of the the four that have come out so far. But I mean, I'm I enjoy watching the episode. It just there's just certain plot. Like I'm a big, I guess I'm a big stickler on continuity, and it comes from my love of film and and doing yeah. film and, and things like that. Like continuity matters, and what I I just don't like when things break don't continuity. Mesh. Yeah for for no reason yeah and I so get it. see i'm i'm uh i'm uh ignorant to that in the star wars universe right it, like it's just like so i don't notice it it, it kind of feels like they have like the obi-wan journals and i know that they're short but you could have done some stuff from there they could have done some original stuff just like the fact that they brought leia in here in this series feels very much like they're like well there isn't a, really a story here to tell, and it's going to be boring as shit if you're watching six episodes of this dude literally sitting on a planet, hiding in a cave, fighting sand people, or like staring at Luke creepily through some binoculars. So we have to give him a reason to come off planet. We have to give, you know, something for to make this more interesting, to make this six episode work. Yeah. And they're they're hitting on the nostalgia with the the Vader versus Obi Wan fight and. That stuff doesn't bother me. It's just like really continuity wise, that all stuff can be explained. Like to get through the leap, the loophole through dialogue, just because Vader says, I haven't felt this presence since, and then stops and leaves, that leaves that so open for interpretation. It's fine. But like the, the Leia stuff is, is where my continuity error, I think just give alarm goes off because the way the conversation plays out yes it is vague like max is saying where she's like you you know you fought alongside of my father in the clone wars and you served my father in the clone wars yada 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 it just the the conversation if she knows who obi-wan is and they've had this past relationship the conversation just feels very awkward yeah at that point uh, you know and so, here's here's what i'll say i am very confident that when george wrote the movie his intention was that Leia didn't know Obi-Wan. <laughs> yes. Like I'm sure that was the intention. And I, I would say that me as a fan, that was my assumption. And I think that it was a very fair assumption to have. And so, so here's what I'll say. When I first saw Leia in the show and then realized that her and Obi-Wan were going to be meeting, I was like, well, that's weird. Like I remember thinking that's weird. That doesn't really make a lot of sense with what we know. But continuity doesn't matter as much to me as I think it does to you. And so I was just like, oh, well, it's Star Wars. I'm just happy to watch it. Yeah. And I just kind of moved on from it. Because, like, as I think through the continuity, it's like, it doesn't ever say that they didn't know each other. But it is very heavily implied. So I get where you're coming from, Matt. Because you're right. They probably didn't know each other in the original plan. 
But sometimes I think you just have to go through the idea of this was written 40 years ago. It was Ish intended doing? as a He's going to log on movie. five different times and say the show sucks. He hates sure, it. Man. And he just wants to. <laughs> you know, as much as you say something's your favorite, Ish will say it's his least favorite. Okay. You guys are the yin and yang in that regard. But like I said, it's an easy fix. Like at the end, if she has some kind of head trauma and has a Goku moment and forgets all that stuff, that's fine. If they, you know, mind if she finds out that vader's her father and for her protection they mind wipe her that's fine too like as long as they reestablish just be that, patient yeah well i am but I'm just saying like as long as they reestablish that it's fine otherwise like the show i'm enjoying it for what it is um but it just still it's i don't know I, like i said i felt like this episode was the weaker of the the four that are out see and i liked yeah, but, it but Reva, my opinion it, of Reva just, changed a little bit. I felt like she was more wooden in this show. In I think she's episode. been wooden since episode one. But it's I way, feel like I she was more so now. I, I kind of was able to look past it. but I understand but, that it's the way she's told to portray the character. It's how the character's written. It's how the director has told her to act. But I just, you know, it to me, it just, it, I don't know. I'm enjoying it for what it is. The continuity errors bug me a little bit. But I'm enjoying it mostly for what it is. So it's better than Boba Fett. Uh, it's definitely better than Boba Fett. Yeah, because it's way better than Boba Fett. It doesn't need the Mandalorian to come in and save, save it, it like Boba Fett did. Yeah, like you, Ewan McGregor is what makes this show so enjoyable. And then Le- I really like Leia on top of it. But he Obi Wan is the reason that that like. Just his performance in general is the reason I watch the show, and I'm and I enjoy it every week that I watch it. Now I will have to say that this one I watched Miss Marvel before. I was more excited to watch Miss Marvel than I was this episode, so I watched Miss Marvel first. So Sticks is saying I don't think her knowing Ben changes the fact that she doesn't know Obi Wan. It does though, because when she's being interrogated by the third sister, yeah, Reva tells her she Reva calls him Obi Wan to her. Obi-Wan is coming, you know, Obi-Wan can come save you. She she refers to him as Obi-Wan. So, like, before there was that theory that, oh, well, she doesn't know him because she's going to know him as as Ben Kenobi, not Obi-Wan. And that's out the window now because Reva literally calls him Obi-Wan to her face. And she so, says Obi-Wan is dead, and she starts yeah. crying. So she so, knows. It just The mind wipe knows? thing is the only thing that can fix it. Who knows how it's going to play out? Moving There's forward. only two episodes left, so we'll find out soon enough. But they did they did they green light the sequel? Like are they doing a season two? No, it's just heavily it? implied that they're going to. I think they've started writing the script for it. Oh, well, I, I hope it's not another but, him saving so, Leia story. Like I hope this gets but to wrapped me, up. Like this this universe, they're very heavily they very heavily understand the continuity because look at rogue one like they made a movie you didn't know you wanted you you knew that movie going into it the entire plot of that movie is laid out for you in a new hope so you know exactly what happens in rogue one rogue one makes me enjoy the the one the the original three that i never really cared for rogue one makes me enjoy those more yeah rogue one's awesome and rogue one has the coolest like 
lightsaber scene ever, even though there's not another lightsaber against it. And that's like the, the one additional point I want to make um, in this conversation. And it's that we haven't gotten like a really good lightsaber fight in quite a while. Um, I don't think the sequel series did the best job with lightsaber fights compared to the prequels. And so I'm really hoping that Obi-Wan and Vader's like showdown. Dude, I is honestly good. think the best lightsaber fight in Star Wars history is Mace Windu and Yodu. No, Yoda. it's in the Clone Wars. It's Ahsoka Tana versus Darth Maul. Oh, dude, it is. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> that is amazing. The, the cartoons See, I didn't have some watch incredible that. lightsaber fights. Ahsoka versus Maul. Honestly, there's one with uh, Maul and his uh, apprentice Savage versus um Sidious that one's really cool um there's a lot of a lot of good ones in the car I didn't watch that all I remember is Yoda flipping around all over the place with Mace Windu's purple lightsaber and I thought that was pretty cool he didn't ever do that yeah yeah I was like where are you getting that from? the prequel movies Not no he has lightsaber. his lightsaber he does flip around though and, and fight when he's Count fighting Dooku. in the um the council chambers Yoda doesn't and have Yoda doesn't have is not there's not a lightsaber with fight with Yoda. Oh, there is, up. but he's got his green lightsaber. He doesn't have Mace Windu's. No, that's not what I said. That's well, exactly said, what said, you said. No, I said all. I, no, Yoda was fighting, and then I also remember Mace Windu's purple lightsaber. Oh, there was a fight with. I'm talking not about two what different you said, things. But okay. Well, I'm the way about, well, that's that's it might what be what you meant, say. but the way it came yeah. out, I was like thinking you were saying Yoda was there, and Mace that's Windu what was I thought there. too. Is that it was he said the best was that was big Yoda scene, was the big fight with, scene with Yoda? Mace was Windu's Mace Windu not fighting there as well when Yoda's fighting Dooku? But was Mace Windu not fighting there as well? No, because at that point, uh, Mace Windu had been blown out a window by Anakin Skywalker. I don't remember any of this. All I remember, <laughs> I remember was Yoda flipping through the air, and I thought it was awesome. Yeah, and it I is. Also, and I a remember cool scene. a scene. I thought there was a scene of Mace Windu fighting that was pretty awesome. Mace cuts off uh, Boba Fett's dad, Jango Fett's head, <laughs> and uh, and then he also fights the Emperor. And beats oh my him. gosh, Ish! Give it a rest, dude. <laughs> and the Asas Ventress fight versus Anakin's Gatu, but still my all-time favorite lightsaber fight in star wars is ahsoka tana versus darth maul that one is amazing and you know one of the reasons it's so good is they like they um what is the term i'm looking for but they did like body capture for all of that mocap mocap thank you like they actually choreographed that fight and did it and then they you know put the animation over it is i love that fight whenever they do mocap it just looks it looks awesome yeah, like season when they do mocap. the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars looks good, and each season it like kind of gets better. But season seven is a very beautiful animation. I love it. I just, I just want to see something better because like Darth Maul versus um, Qui Gon and Obi Wan in Episode One, great fight. Yeah, you know Anakin and and um, Obi Wan in Episode Three, also a great fight. And I agree with Lance, like on uh, Clone Wars, when um, Yoda's fighting Count Dooku, I remember watching that in theaters and I loved that. That made me so excited to see Yoda fight. Like I'm thinking to myself, my whole life, I was waiting to see Yoda. In I'm watching it. I'm and watching then, it right boom, now. He comes in with his cane all like yeah, gingerly. And a lot of people think it's silly and they didn't like it. It's probably because I was a kid at the time. I loved it seeing Yoda flip uh, around is, and everything. This is like 
by far the most vivid memory I have of the is the fight scene of from the entire prequels. I barely remember anything else. See, I think they could have had a good one in Rise of Skywalker between Ray and and um, Kylo ben. Ren, but they cut it short. I I don't feel like their lightsaber battle on the water planet was long enough. I, I felt like it could have been a lot better done. Okay, so I'm watching this Yoda. What is his name? Dooku thing. Count Dooku. Yeah, it's it's it it's not holding up the way I remember it. <laughs> so Dooku does this thing with his hands, like he's using the force, and he makes the ceiling come down. It just looks so bad. The effects are not as good that as they are today. No, but even his performance, like Plus when he when he raises his hands, when he raises his hands to make the ceiling come down. Yeah, I know exactly really what you're bad. talking about. I've watched that movie within the last like six months. Which really at any bad. given point in time, I can probably say I've watched that movie within the last six months just because I watch these movies so often. Um, regarding the Ray fight and Kylo Ren and Rise of Skywalker, I I don't dislike that fight. I like it. In fact, most of the lightsaber fights in the uh, sequel trilogy, I enjoy. Like Ray, you know, and, and Ren and, and The Force Awakens and even when um, Finn fights... Um, that that was a good fight, Ray. Like that's a cool fight. I enjoy I enjoy the sequel fights quite a bit. But there's this new style since Disney took over that it's very like um bashy. Like they're like there's like a lot of force. Like they're trying to show like how strong you can hit with a lightsaber. Like Vader versus Obi-Wan. And Vader and, versus Obi-Wan. The TV the show where Obi-Wan's getting just fucking yes, manhandled. Very much the same way. And I really miss the prequel era. And like it was more finesse Luke, in the prequel era. Yes, Luke versus Vader wasn't as like finessey and everything, obviously. But Luke did do like a force jump, like backwards flip up onto some scaffolding. Um, I don't maybe he didn't do a backwards flip, but he at least like was jumping around and doing a little bit of stuff. And there was some like faster like waving of the lightsabers, like some some quickness to it. It just feels like the new ones are fast and like beef or not fast, slow and beefy, which has its place. Like it's the same thing with Ahsoka when Ahsoka fought in the Mandalorian versus that chick with the Beskar spear. It was kind of a similar idea and I enjoy those. I just want to see the prequel era style again. I just love that style. More civilized weapon. Does Yoda not kill Dooku? What's his name? No. In that scene. Anakin ends up killing Dooku. Oh, is that what happens? Mm-hmm. Chops oh. his head off. Yeah, that's like, like that's said. one of his uh, descents into the dark side. Is like Anakin's got Dooku. Like he during the fight, he chops Dooku's hands off and disarms him, and then he like holds the lightsabers like in a cross across his neck, and Palpatine says, "Kill him." Yeah, does George and Lucas have some it. some kind of trauma involving his hand? <laughs> you know, he might. <laughs> but he did it in every quite movie a few, quite a few people have had their hands chopped off yeah that was his thing and so i thought someone was going to lose a hand in the sequels but they didn't i was like what the heck ray doesn't lose a hand in the second movie what's going on <laughs> is this even star wars if the main hero doesn't lose their hand <clears throat> yeah there's quite a lot of missing hands hands don't go L- missing limbs in, in general but... star wars what was that he said, "Hands don't go missing in Brian Johnson Star Wars." Yeah, Brian Johnson doesn't like to lose hands. He just likes fans to lose their shit. That's what he likes. Were you guys looking forward to next week's episode of this? Absolutely, absolutely. And I'm getting us talking long when I have to wake up at four thirty again. 
All right, there's a right. lot more to talk about. Moving on, we got the announcement that the Joker sequel is a go with Joaquin Phoenix uh, reprising the role of the Joker, and the new um, the new heads at Warner, the new Warner Brothers Discovery are putting all their eggs in their bat in this basket. They they are fully back in this movie as far as ma- wanting to make director Tom Phillips a consultant on future jo- Joker projects or Todd Phillips, sorry, a consultant on future uh, Joker projects. So anytime the Joker appears in a DC property moving forward film wise, that he would be consulted on it as far as how the character should act and, and the mannerisms of the Which character. Which I kind of like that because I feel like, like Heath Ledger was great and you know Jack Nicholson is iconic but there's something that Joaquin Phoenix brought to the Joker that that I feel like was Heath Ledger's version just dialed up you know that sadisticness and I kind of want to see more of it I feel like that's what the Joker should be is more sadistic and I feel like we a lot of the stuff we've gotten is Joker light hey though but this this movie right here is a perfect example that money talks because Remember, Todd Phillips said that this was an open, this was a closed end story. There would not be a sequel. Well, you know, one point seven four billion dollars later, mm, well, I guess we're going to make a sequel, huh? Have you looked at Todd Phillips' other direct, like other movies he's directed? Yeah, it's amazing how good this one is compared to the other movies that he's come out with and and some of them are good they're just in a completely different genre like hangover old school road trip yeah you know due date which is a great movie you know all comedies and then he comes out with and then war dogs which was a good one that's with uh uh jonah hill miles and teller miles and teller. teller yeah great movie. movie um but he also did a star is born which won oscars he didn't he didn't direct a Star is Born. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he did, or he was a producer um, on it. Yeah, he oh. directed a Star is Born. No, I'm looking at his directors right now. Uh, so am I. Joker 2, Joker, War Dogs, Hangover Part 3, Hangover Part 2, Due Date, Hangover. He's oh. he's on, He did a Star is Born. Maybe he was a producer on a Star is Born or something? I thought Bradley Cooper directed a Star is Born. Is that not the case? I don't think he directed it. I didn't think so. Anyway. He might have, but Todd Phillips has a, a credit. Yeah, Bradley Cooper. Born. Bradley Cooper is the director of Star is Born. Dude, watch. I'll show you. I'm looking at a Star is Born on IMDb right now. I'm going to show you right now. Look, watch. <laughs> you Google his name, and it shows you all of his his credits. He probably was a producer or something. A Star is Born. Hold on. Let me see. Let me see what his involvement with that movie was. Because it's not director. Oh, well. He might have talking. produced it, but who knows? Yeah, I think Still. he produced it. Yeah, because he I, had, you know, he had something to do with that movie. So his hands were in it in some way, shape, or form. Producer. So, it, yes, it where was, he was mostly comedy based. I mean, I just like that the Joker has that kind of little comedy aspect to it as far as his him trying to be a comedian and and telling the bad jokes and the the darker side of comedy but i thought he killed it on i'm down for a joker too 
Yeah, um, I want I want to comment on a on Sticks's comment where he says I don't see that Joker as a fighter against Batman. I don't think this Joker needs Batman, right? Like the first movie that gave us that little tease of Batman as a as a young boy or whatever. And I don't even think it needed that. I would say that's probably one of the weaker parts of the movie is when they do that tease because then it just feels like pandering. But if Todd Phillips is a consultant, whatever Joker they bring into the Batman world with Matt Reeves, it needs to be more sadistic than we just than what we just saw in the Riddler, which we got that little tease with the Joker, right? With uh, Barry Kino or whatever his <laughs> name is. But I want I want to see something that's that that makes the Riddler look like small town crook you know well and the thing though too to keep in mind is that dc has multiple jokers now they have they did a whole three joker storyline so there's different people have been the joker it's not the same person that they've hinted at that the joker has been multiple people so you could have you know this might not be the the joker that fights against batman but he might you might be seeing the the Joker that fights against Batman in the next one, or or something along those lines. Who knows? Like, yeah, or just, maybe this one spawned the one that maybe this one spawned the one that we saw in the Batman. Right. You don't even need to. I don't think this universe needs a Batman. Like, mm-hmm. I I would much rather see him and this kind of Joker. I would much rather see him as going against more of like Commissioner Gordon or somebody mm-hmm. that way versus fighting against Batman. Which, if the timeline, because in the last movie, Bruce Wayne is like, what, 10? Right? Something, Something like, like that. that. So, Geriatric Gordon, Joker versus Batman? Yeah, Commissioner Gordon would just be like a, a beat cop, wouldn't he, at that time? Yeah. Yeah, so it'd be a totally... Yeah, I just... I like... You know, we we when we reviewed this, and Matt, you were on the episode when we reviewed this, I think, right? On yeah. Couch Crunchers. You did it with us. Yeah. We drew comparisons to this movie to Parasite. Do you remember that? Yeah. We kept comparing it to Parasite about the, about, I don't know if it was tone or if it, if it was the overall story about somebody going up against the establishment essentially. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think. That's why I think these movies do so well is because it's showing us one person who's sadistic and crazy and all these things going up against an establishment. And and that's what I want to continue to see is is going up against the this this larger than life entity that's not just one person it's a whole group of people that you know what I mean I and I we've seen Joker versus the Batman a thousand times I don't think we need that in this I really hope they don't introduce the Batman in the next one or Thomas Wayne as the Batman you know if, well, I mean, if this Thomas is like an else world thing. One, so. Yeah, yeah, but but like th- this could be an else what they call it, else worlds. Yeah, yeah, this could be like an else worlds thing. They bring Thomas Wayne in as the Batman, um, but I don't. I just I don't know. I think it makes it more interesting when it's just the Joker. But yeah, I'm torn on if I want to see him more or not because I love the movie so much, and I'm just like, I it's like it's always it was... nerve wracking when they announce a sequel of something that you didn't think you were going to get a sequel of. Well, and something that was like, that I thought was going to suck and ended up being just amazing. Yeah. And can they, you know, catch lightning in a bottle twice? 
I don't know. I, don't know. I guess Todd, I get Todd Phillips has some duds that he he's does. done. But Joaquin Phoenix, I mean, it's my understanding that he's heavily involved in the whole creation of this universe. And that that dude's smart. So I don't think he would have signed on for something that you know, he's outwardly come he's come out, not outwardly, he's come out and said that was a one and done for me. Todd Phillips said that's a one and done. I don't think Joaquin Phoenix would have come back unless it was just a brilliant story. Sure. So that's what I'm hanging my hat on. And I think you they you kind of get that feel from the fact that one of the teaser trade the teasers for this was not only the working title of it, but Joaquin Phoenix reading the script. So Yeah. I I think Joaquin Phoenix, has he had like a really bad movie? Like I feel like he picks his projects pretty carefully. He's had some uh, weird ones. He he's had, had one weird ones. Da- had one where he dated a computer. That was weird. I yeah, love that movie, dude. It's a good. It's a great movie, wasn't it? Was it nominated? Good. It's her, right? It's called her, her. Yeah. Was it not nominated for something? Um, I believe it was for best picture. Yeah. We, have you seen the the <laughs> Adam Devine or Divine or whatever his name is, the dude from Workaholics, that he basically came out with a, a, the same movie, but it was a comedy. You guys watch that? Um, he's dating a computer. No. Sounds familiar. Uh, what's it called? I want to say it was a Netflix movie, if I'm not mistaken. But uh. I don't know. Joaquin Phoenix, I think, is pretty selective over his over his projects. So I don't think I don't think he would sign on to something that looks like it's gonna suck. I mean he wasn't signs. I liked signs, but I saw it when I was signs was good. I saw it when I was fifteen. And he was in the village. The village, not so good. I can't I can't back that one up. I did like signs though. I remember seeing signs in the movie theater. I think I was 13 or something. And that scene when they're running around the house, I think, like I went with a whole bunch of my buddies, dude, and we were we were kind of shaking a little bit. It was scary. And back now you watch and you're like, why was I scared of this? I've seen way scarier movies than this. But I remember at 13, it like it had me. It had me uh, a little. Apparently, he's playing Napoleon. And what? In a historical. Oh yeah, Bonaparte. Napoleon Bonaparte. Yeah, I see that yeah. right here. Disappointment Boulevard. I need to watch Inherent Vice. I th- I heard that one is pretty crazy and weird and pretty good. I don't know. But he also had that like whole nervous breakdown where he he like. Do you know that was all an act? Yeah, yeah, he filmed the documentary about it. I'm still yeah. here. Yeah, Casey Affleck. Yeah, mm-hmm. the whole thing. We thought he was losing his mind, and it was all an act that he carried on for what, like two years? Yeah, it was very Andy Kaufman esque. Yeah, he's just he's just a brilliant dude. Like he took the story of Johnny Cash, which could have sucked in anybody else's hands. Walk the line. What was that? Did you hit your Somebody microphone hit or something? Mic, I did. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Uh, so like it sounded like the bass section was coming in. <laughs> uh, so he took "Walk the Line," which could have been a very 
poorly made movie, and and he's the reason why that movie is so great. Well, I think Reese Witherspoon did a great job in it too, though. As June Carter, yeah, yeah, but not not like him. Like he he embodied the Johnny Cash. You know what I mean? Like June Carter, Reese Witherspoon was Reese Witherspoon playing June Carter, but Walking Phoenix was Johnny Cash. But here's the thing, though. So this movie won him his Oscar. Joker won him his best male performance Oscar. So you got to think that's going to hold some sort of of weight with him. Like, I don't want to revisit this character unless, you know, like you said, it's a brilliant script. He's going to be more a little bit more selective, I think, when it comes to He's this never won before? character. That, no, this was his first one. Wow, I didn't realize that. Joker was his first one. So wow. I mean, he really hasn't been in that much stuff. If you like well, that's why I'm saying he's selective. I mean, he's a household name. Everybody knows who this dude is. But then you look at his at his resume, and it's like, well, why do we all know who this person is? Because he hasn't been in that many things that are mainstream, right? Inherent Vice was a bloody, bloody movie. Not a lot of people went to see it because it was just so out there. But that's like yeah. the last the besides the Joker, it's like the last thing he did. Walk the line. I mean, in signs, he wasn't even a, a main character. He was a Mel Gibson's is it Mel Gibson? In signs, yeah. It's okay. Mel Gibson's the main character. He's a side character. He's everything he's been in. I mean because yeah, he's, he won a Golden Globe for Best Actor for Walk the Line. He won a Grammy for walk the line but his his only academy award win for best leading actor was joker that's just crazy to me i wonder who he lost to that year that he lost was he nominated for walk the line for best actor um it would have been 2007 so let's see 2007 oscar nominees and winners uh, he lost to Forrest Whitaker for the last. That King was Scotland. that year. Well, oh, that's who won it in. That was yeah, that same so year. So the best actor that year was in 2007 was Forrest Whitaker, uh, the Last King of Scotland, uh, Peter O'Toole for Venus, Leonardo DiCaprio, Blood Diamond, Ryan Gosling, Half Nelson, Will Smith, Pursuit of Happiness. Wow. Some decent movies there. Which do you think if if Will Smith would have won the Oscar that year that he would have still slapped Chris Rock? <laughs> Let's not get back on this. Topic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this one's not as uh, oh that was fun the as the Brick Oven Pizza. The Departed won everything that year, pretty much. Didn't win Best Picture, Best Adapt. Yeah, it won a ton of crap that year. Um, and Pan's Labyrinth came out that year, too, and that was a great movie. That won a bunch of awards, too. I don't know. Yeah, Martin Scorsese won directing for The Departed. Yeah. And won Best Picture, too, right? Best Picture. Yeah, The Departed, yep. Mm-hmm. And Best Adapted Screenplay was The Departed. Yeah. Have you seen Pan's Labyrinth, Matt? A long time ago. It's a great movie. Subtitle, all of it. But long time ago. 
All right, what's next? What do we got? I'll just switch it. Yes, if you're not watching what we do in the shadows, season four is about to uh, to kick off here in a few weeks, but it, the show has been locked in for two more seasons. So you're going to get uh, five and six after this. It's a great show based off the Tika Waititi movie of the same name. Uh, it's a lot of fun. It's a great comedy. Um, I definitely suggest checking it out. It's on Hulu. Uh, it's a it's a lot of fun. If you guys aren't, if you're looking for something new to watch and you want to be a little bit of like a vampire comedy, what we do in the shadows is really good to watch. Is it so, a continuation from the movie? No, it is completely or is it separate. Completely separate. The guy on the left, what, um, was is that the same guy from the IT crowd? Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. We don't have but to get into it, but he's hilarious. Watch it. It's it's a hilarious, hilarious show. Um, I can't get enough of it. I'm super stoked for season four. So, moving on next, Ghostbusters. Yes, we got a whole big yeah. announcement of stuff coming. Um, we got an announcement of two Ghostbusters VR games. We got an announcement that there will be a sequel to um, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Code name Firehouse. Yep. Uh, working titles, coding firehouse, and then Netflix is making a Ghostbusters animated series. I hope that this animated series is 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 as good, or just even close to the same quality as the real Ghostbusters. And have you watched the real Ghostbusters lately? Like, have you went back and rewatched it? Yeah, I watched them. I think it's a year ago. Not, it's not that good. <laughs> the real really is the real not. Ghostbusters the one with the dude in the wheelchair. Because I get those two confused. Um, the real Ghostbusters is the one that's pictured here. Oh, with with the actual guys from the movie. Um, then they had the Ghostbusters: The Next Generation, which was like all new kids. But yeah, not a. Was it called the Next Generation with the dude in the wheelchair? So, yeah, that that's the one I have all on on DVD. Is the Next Generation? That show is freaking awesome. I don't know. I love, all, dude. You can't. The only thing I hate around Ghostbusters is the stupid reboot they did. When was that? 15? 2015? Yeah. The Anything um, else with Ghostbusters, sign me up. I'm there for it. Female. I don't care what it is. No, yeah. I I love Ghostbusters. <laughs> I love that franchise. Um, I'm just saying, like, it's one of those cartoons that I look back and remember fondly of as a child, but it doesn't hang up. It doesn't hold up to today. So, but yeah, I'm, I, I'm definitely interested in this. I just, yeah. I'm not going to be rushing to watch it. I don't. Think. I think it's awesome that that. Oh, I'll watch it for sure. But I'll watch. It, I think it's awesome. Like, extreme. That's what it's called. Yeah, those are the ones that I have on on DVD. So in Steelbook, it's in the Steelbook because I'm that big of a nerd when it comes to Ghostbusters. But um, I think it's awesome because the sequel sets up uh, Winston as now he's kind of the financier of the Ghostbusters like they're bringing back the ghostbusters business is what the the last movie teases right that he's going to finance the whole thing he buys the firehouse back he's going to refurbish it and stuff he was throughout ghostbusters history he was always kind of like second fiddle to the main three right like bill murray and and dan Aykroyd and and um harold ramus right Winston was kind of second fiddle to those three. Those were the the spotlight. So it's cool that they're bringing him as a main character 
for this new for this new one he i mean he's going to continue it and keep it going whereas bill murray i don't don't hold your breath to bill murray and maybe dan Aykroyd, but bill murray will not make another appearance i think dan Aykroyd will dan um, Aykroyd. dan Aykroyd. ghostbusters is in his blood i mean this guy wrote ghostbusters with harold ramis and like is yeah. his side hobby is as a paranormal investigator like if you ever listen to his interviews he's smarter than than he looks when it comes to this stuff like the shit that he's talking about go I'm watch a dan Aykroyd. okay guys sorry i have to to interrupt for a second because uh-huh. of fairly new breaking-ish news that uh spider-man no way home the more fun stuff version coming to theaters in september yeah who cares i think that's cool <laughs> No, Unless that it's only just like pisses a minute. me off because the more fun stuff was supposed to be the Blu-ray that I pre-ordered, and then they changed it. Now they're oh. just fucking trying to reach into my pocket. Lance, I am really proud of you. You keep talking about things you don't like. You're doing great. <laughs> no, but they they suckered us in saying that it was going to be like all this, all these deleted scenes in the Blu-ray. Then it hits shelves. It gets sent to my house. There's no deleted scenes. Now they're saying, hey, we're going to have you go back to the theater so you can watch all these deleted scenes that were supposed to be on the Blu-ray that we sold you in February. So now it just feels yeah. like... It, to me, it depends how much is going to be in it. If we're talking two minutes of extra content, I don't think I'm going to go watch this in theaters again. <laughs> Remember our Black Widow fiasco? Well, that was because so... we didn't read properly. <laughs> that was so our fault. Max and I... So I, I hated Black Widow, but then I convinced Max to go see it again in IMAX because it said there's 20 percent more well what i didn't realize is that it meant 20 percent more picture not 20 percent <laughs> yeah because an imax they can add more yeah so we picture. we go to black widow and i said i'm pretty sure that was the same movie that we saw <laughs> there was like nothing extra in there and yeah we realized it's just because they added a top and bottom i guess yes so stupid so which taller, one were you the top or the bottom <laughs> i'm always the top Ooh. Give it to me, Daddy. <laughs> oh, jeez, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, let's talk about the boys. Speaking of, speaking giving it to of, me, Daddy. speaking yeah. of dildos and stuff. <laughs> oh yeah, that's what I wanted to show you guys. I had it saved here so I could show you this. So in the, in, I don't know what part. I don't know what you call this. What the the preview of the of the episode or whatever. But this was. This is the preview of the episode. And here, can you, how do you zoom in? Press control and then, yep, you got it. So for exclusively for soupporn.com super subscribers, it's the clash of the dildos. So apparently there's, yeah. So this is what I was talking about. And at first I thought this said super porn, but it's soup porn, I guess. I didn't notice that the that the uh, descriptions of the episodes are all just like fake descriptions. That's funny. I mean, I guess there's some. I don't think this is a it. fake. I don't think this is a fake description. I think there's actually something at soupporn.com. Well, there might be. It? No. Do you think we'll get? Do you think we'll get copyrighted? It's. Well, I don't want it to be something. That shouldn't be on YouTube. That's, yeah, that's yeah. Let me let me that. stop sharing my screen, and then I'll go I'll go see what it is. Good call. Let's please. not show soup porn, right? Yeah, that's uh, unless it's a really naked Campbell soup can. 
<laughs> yeah. Soupporn.com. Aviso. Este site is... Yeah, it's telling me it's for adults. Oh, no. This is... Oh, no. This is a whole... Okay, I'm sharing it. This is a whole site. See, this is A-Train Lube. Extra time. Here's a butt plug. This is all... This is all... Dude, let me just all say... Portuguese. That's all the not, stuff. That scene... The fact that they recreated that stupid Kendall Jenner <laughs> Pepsi ad in the boys was magnificent. Oh, it took me a second to realize what they were doing. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I've seen this before. That was yes. that was pretty funny. I don't know what you guys are talking about. The scene where like they created a commercial for A-Train and they were like protesting for like, oh, Black Lives Matter type so, stuff. Yeah, during like Black Lives Matter Pepsi commercial that yes. Kendall Jenner came out with where she walks up to the, like it's protesters versus the police. And then the big standoff and his confrontation to explode. She hands the cop a Pepsi and all of a sudden, like everything's forgiven. And so that's yeah. kind of what the boys were spoofing on. In oh, it was. And it was such a, if I remember correctly, that ad got a lot of backlash. Cause you're like, oh, you're yeah. talking about a really important topic and trying to claim that your drink will resolve racial equity issues and like no come on pepsi what's wrong with you like, uh, i like that the invisible ones discontinued well the original card no no the, oh yeah, this the, one right here oh yeah, he's dead. <laughs> yeah i wonder why this uh is all in portuguese if that's on purpose it's funny yeah. so oh there's is this the deep one the deep yeah, yeah. <laughs> which one would this be the translucent. Oh, there, there's two invisible ones. Yeah, that's translucent. The second translucent. Here's uh, Starlight. not Starf Starlight. Starf yeah, Maeve. And there's Maeve. Maeve yeah. This Black is Black Noir. Noir. Who's this? Uh, a train. No. Oh. Um, no. Well, train is. Yeah, that might be Bala. I don't know Bala. I think that's a train. Because I speak Portuguese, but. Ultimate pleasure, that one. <laughs> or profound that one's, pleasure. That one's the deep, right? That's supposed to be a Zach, you want you to click it. He's like, looks, click it, click looks it. Looks like it. Click, order something? What does this mean right here, Max? Uh, learn more, basically. So what does it say? With, with the exclusive design actually... of two heads that guarantee aerodynamics. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> That's hilarious. Oh, it's a double-sided dildo. Okay, hold on. Oh, never mind. You're good. Oh, see, I hit learn more, and it takes me to the voice. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, this is hilarious that they like set up a whole site. I mean, this yeah, is minimal. This is what I would, this That's is minimal what I was work about. when you do a TV show, like setting up a fake website. Not a big deal, but that's really funny that they did it. Hamburger Plot does nothing. It's also funny to me that they give you like a warning that it's an adult website oh here we go i was able to change it for some reason it's portuguese was uh the uh valentine's take it, day take it or not your perfect soup is here <laughs> that's funny okay that's okay okay so now go away now we can figure out what that okay here's the star might butt plug why can't this get why is it getting worse for audio listeners stick boy jeez 
Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it's true. This isn't very enjoyable for an audio yeah, listener. A train, A train's high speed railer. It, it, but if you are an audio listener, seriously, you guys should go to the the website soupporn. S U P E soupporn. It's, the sex explosion. <laughs> well, let's talk grenade. about the episode because I need to log off here in a few minutes. Well, I guys. thought this was to, a big part of the episode. I'm going to have to leave you early. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Uh, do you want me to give a little recap? Go for it, Max. All right. My, I'll give my a little... recap, Captain. I know. I just watched the episode like two hours ago and I offered to do the recap. And now I'm like, crap, what do I recap? Uh, okay. So Butcher and the gang are all trying to take down Homelander. They've decided to go to Russia. Uh, meanwhile, Starlight's back home. Well, because they're to, trying to get that supposed weapon. That trying to get the weapon that can supposedly kill. Yeah, that supposedly killed Soldier Boy and that can supposedly kill Homelander. Uh, meanwhile, Starlight's back at home with her new, uh, on TV anyway, boyfriend Homelander because he, in the last episode, said that they're dating and now she has to play along with it. And her and Maeve are kind of like trying to coordinate how to take homelander down well really starlight's trying to coordinate and maybe oh like, by the way Maeve being an looks idiot. like a badass now she is yeah she always has been well she was an alcoholic in the previous seasons now she's not yeah but at the end of the season two didn't she come in and like beat the crap out of what's her name um yeah she, racist she helped Nazi take chick? down stormfront. Uh, stormfront. stormfront thank you uh, yeah, it's true. Lance's ads are all going to have adult toys now. <laughs> That's totally <laughs> probably true. Unless the Google search engine looks at it as like the boys. It might like be coded that way in the metadata or something. Anyway, um, I, that was kind of the basic premise of the episode of what they were going to do. Um, oh, and but, Butcher is on temporary V. Yes. That's Butcher a big part of the temporary episode. V. Yeah, I was given the like non-spoiler synopsis. I mean, obviously we're about to go into spoilers, but... Uh, well, he's been on temporary V's since the beginning since yeah episode you're, one of you're, the season, episode you're right two. you're right yeah, yeah it's been since pretty early on i just didn't feel like that was a necessary part of the and uh, the synopsis. picture kind of alludes to it as well <laughs> well the trailers for the show told you that he was going to be a soup of some kind yeah yeah but now now we're getting into spoilers right yeah so that that was enough so i does it feel like each one of these episodes is pushing the bar more and more as far as how violent it can get? No. Or did I this, one this one feel like... I think this one walked it back a little bit. This one That's made me I a lot felt. happier. I loved it. That, it. that it walked back? Yeah. One of the things I complained about last week is I feel like if a soup sneezes in front of you, you literally blow to pieces. It was, And I was getting annoyed by it. I don't mind like the violence. But it's just getting to the point where it's just, it's not even creative anymore. It's just always ridiculously over the top. So I enjoyed this week where it's still over the top. I mean, you're punching through people's chests and you're that throwing dildos awesome. through people's eyes in that scene with Kimiko and stuff. Like, who it's else still laughed really their violent, ass off when Starlight's dildo was in that guy's neck and every time it vibrates, the blood was gushing out? Yeah. It just started <laughs> vibrating. Yeah. Yeah. I thought the, the the slight walk back of violence was a was refreshing. I I enjoyed that. Like I'm not against what the boys does. Like if 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 um Butcher was pissed and went up to one of the guards and like put his fingers in his chest and ripped him in half, like okay, like that that happens in the show. I'm mostly just tired of everyone exploding. That's really it. I just wanted to see something. Well, one different. of the people's powers is literally that she can think and explode you. Uh, yeah, the, it's 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 hard the, to 
I don't know what her powers senator? are. Is she a senator? Or, or no, she's she... like the head of like the essentially the soup FBI. Yeah. Like the... So her whole power is that she can look at you and make you explode. Uh, I don't think she has to look at you. She can just pop heads. <laughs> and that's, that's fine the too. other thing. It's like, what is everybody's superpowers? Like, because I feel like Starlight has a bunch of different shit that we don't know she can do. Homelander is basically Superman. Yeah. Dude, all I can say is like, Homelander is the villain that we don't get in the movies. Like, that dude is like villain to the core. Like, he's unstoppable. Perfect bad guy and like that but just, he needs to he get is taken the perfect down. embodiment of like what superman would be if he was kind of cocky and brash if he was like yeah i've got these powers and nobody can stop me like who who would come who would compare to that in in marvel and in dc that's just this unstoppable what? force well villain oh villain wise i mean dr manhattan well, that would be but, DC. Well, DC, yeah. Well, DC. That's Vertigo or whatever. That's like that's like not in the it's DC, still DC main shoot. It, it still yeah. counts, but but I mean, he he doesn't exist in Superman's in Justice League world, right? Well, you're talking oh, about Watchmen, right? Yeah, yeah I was talking well, about Watchmen. Watchmen is now part of the DC universe. So, really, but, yeah, but he's not. Doctor Manhattan isn't necessarily like full of himself like homeland no I, i'm just saying unstoppable force yeah no, i'm just talking he's about not, villain. he's he's nothing like homelander well dr manhattan i would say he's a villain i wouldn't dr no? manhattan's just kind of like a mad scientist yeah yeah i don't know i mean i mean dark side and dc is pretty unstoppable force but homelander is just so he's a very interesting character he is he's he is very interesting and he's an extremely good villain like extremely good, but I still want him taken down. But I said that last week, and someone said you're gonna have to wait a little longer if they follow the comics. And well, I just fine, don't know I if guess. they go if they're gonna go that whole route with Black Noir because mm-hmm. spoiler alert for you in the comics, Black Noir is a failed clone of Homelander. So, so would you say maybe in Marvel Universe it'd be like Dark Phoenix? That's pretty close. I'd say that's pretty close. Or Galactus? Maybe not so much Galactus because he's not really brash like that and arrogant. It, it it's funny that even with all his powers, though, like I think that's why Homelander is such a good complex character because with all of his strength, all of his powers, he's still a very like insecure individual. Insecure, oh, yeah. very immature. Who has mommy issues? Is why he's so dangerous. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it amazes me that Giancarlo Esposito, which by the way, he's awesome. It amazes me how comfortable that guy is speaking. Well, to that guy to is cocky because Homelander could have just snapped his neck. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm, I'm like, how are you that comfortable being this like rude to someone who you know would rip you in half? Hey, like, there's this character I've seen here, the Chaos King. Is he new? Because I don't know from Marvel. Uh, I've never heard of him. Because he's ranked as number three in Marvel's all-time strongest villains, the Chaos King. But it looks pretty fucking awesome. Like, look at this dude. Oh, that is cool. 
That is really cool. It's kind of got a Venomish vibe. Yeah. Too. I have no idea who this person is. I don't know. Two is Void. I don't know this person either. He's part of the Dark Avengers and Molecule Man. They say is the strongest. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, continue. Sorry. I was just. Yeah. I off. I thought the episode yeah, was he's pretty good, though. His, his first appearance is Thor Blood Oath 6. It came out in February 2006. So that's yeah, why. Because I was never much of a. I'm not a big Thor reader. But he looks <laughs> awesome. Can, can you imagine? Can you imagine being in Huey's shoes? And you've got some guy coming in and like disrespecting your woman right in front of you. You can't making do fun of your relationship, it. and you can't do anything but just look at him and try not to look too angry. Like and the type like, of the, the it's basically the Chris on the cake Will Smith, too. but with powers reversed. Well, the topping and the cake too, where he really shows his like dominance over Huey is when he signed his fucking cast. Yep. Signs but I think it cast. alludes. Ugh. I think it alludes like because Huey does that transport thing in this episode, right? And he puts his hand through that guy's chest. But as he's driving, as they're driving the car, you kind of see like this light, like shooting up his arms and stuff. Hmm. I think it's alluding to the fact that Huey's going to become pretty powerful if he keeps taking this. I don't know if it's alluding to that. It was just to me, it was showing him showing off because he's excited that he's got powers. It seemed like he was like high. Kind yeah. of like it was, it was giving him this high, which it's is making me interested. Ahead. Well, it's making me interested thinking, you know, they're trying to fight against these guys and they're using temp V and they, you know, there's the concern to me that they will get in their heads and they will also start to become kind of bad. And I don't think Huey will ever like turn into a bad guy, but I could see him like realizing, Oh man, this is doing something negative to me. And like, you know, cutting it off. Well, it's my understanding that they eventually all get compound V. That's what I heard in the comics too. That's my understanding as well. So that a lot temporary of temporary V. I've never heard of this before because I've read a few of these books, mm-hmm. and I don't remember temporary V. But I I do know that at some point they all get compound V. Yeah. Speaking of which, can I ask a question? Well, so when the I can't remember her name, but when the chick that could blow people's head off, heads off with her powers. Not a senator. I was going to say senator chick, but whatever she is. <laughs> when like she's like the lead of the FBI or something. Yeah, when she's giving, it was looked like Compound V. Who was that little girl? Her daughter. It's her daughter. It's her daughter. And what was she doing? She's giving him giving her Compound V to give her powers. She's to try to also she's her daughter didn't Homelander. So her daughter didn't have powers yet. Right. She's giving her powers in in hopes to be able Help to her defend herself. Yeah, and defend was, herself. Was the assumption that that's what she asked Homelander for was Compound V? That's exactly what she did. Okay. That's what he yeah, gives he her. He even makes a little... joke about it. He says the 11 secret, the, ingre- the KFC. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. It, that was the, it was the ingredients essentially. The secret ingredients. So, hmm. well, that, yeah. that's what I thought. I'm just sorry. I watched the first half, episode, half of the episode completely undistracted. And then some work stuff came through, and I watched the second half of the episode when I was working. So, see, I catch as much. I think it's going to blow up in her face because if you look, she gives her the compound V, and her bones start like reforming. I think 
I think it's going to blow up in her face that that little girl is like going to become like deformed or something. Because didn't, didn't it kind of look like that? That's what well, it yeah, like. it's your body adjusting to. But they're taking te- they're taking temporary V, and their bones aren't doing that. Well, compound V is the more permanent version of it, though. So it's the compound V is fully changing your anatomy. It's fully changing, you know, your your genetic makeup to give you. But powers. to the point where like your spine is shifting and stuff, because it you shows. Never, that. Yeah, because it's it's like just like Steve Rogers does when he gets the Super Soldier Serum. He's that skinny little nothing, and then his body expands, and he's like this indestructible force now. That's kind of the same thing. Is that the, what you see from all these? Is a lot of these soups the only people that can really hurt them, other than translucent up to this point, has really been other soups. So obviously, it depends on what power set she's going to get. So if she's going to get like super pot, like in you know bulletproof skin, like Homelander gets, her body's going to change or yeah, you know, whatever. I, that's she's what gonna that's get, what like, I'm saying. Super strength or whatever, her body's going to change and and. I don't think she's going to be all deformed, but it's going to change your your physical makeup. Yes, I just wonder if this woman's going to be like, it, it, she she deforms her daughter, and then she herself starts to turn evil and starts killing people because now she's pissed about her daughter. Because we do know it changes her body. It's like the deep has gills in his fucking ribs or something. Yeah, you know, so it changes. Like there's certain ones that change your body. Homelander, I mean he looks like a human well, being again, but we've never seen anybody your... that like is deformed right I we think saw that's it in based last on your power set that's gonna be based on your power, like the deep power set you know he's he gets those gills to be able to breathe underwater you know so it's kind of just that that power set which is hilarious that they built this compound this this formula and they didn't think to put some sort of like kill switch in all these so now they have Homelander running around. Like to me, everything that's happening is their own damn fault. Well, you, that was the point, though. If you go back to the first two seasons, Compound V was to make so you had a military essentially of superheroes. So everybody yeah. in the military was a soup. You're going to war against these other countries with a bunch of soups. It's it's to turn these soldiers into soups, and that's what yeah. Compound. The whole reason behind Compound V. So that's essentially what they're doing. And so she makes that deal with Homelander to, to double cross, you know, her daddy, essentially her father figure. And in return, he gives her the comp, you know, Homelander steals her the compound V. So, so she can defend herself. No, but what I was afraid of Homelander coming after her. No, but what I was saying is in the formula, don't you think that they should have put a kill switch in there? Like Superman has kryptonite Homelander looks like he has no weaknesses and we know that for the first few episodes that they were searching for this weapon to kill soldier boy and now we see soldier boy is in fact not dead so there is no weapon that can kill him it seems like these i think we're i think we're gearing up for a fight between soldier boy and homelander too yeah i agree and now homelander or soldier boy has this whole new set of powers too like they've added stuff to him things he couldn't do before because they, they, they reference that where he shoots that beam out of his chest and he hits Kamiko. They said, hey, could he always do that? And they said, no, that's new. So he has new powers as well. 
and soldier boy was the first like super soup right isn't that his whole thing like he was indestructible and he's essentially captain america yeah but but he can't fly he can't fly well we don't we haven't really seen his power set yet other than when he blows a hole through i want to call her kamiko but i don't think that's her name i thought it was kamiko is it kamiko yeah yeah you got it right which i love her yeah which looks like um don't get too attached (laughs) <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah, see, and that kind of gives me it leads me to believe that like I think she'll live. The key to beating the Homelander, counter agent is compound W. <laughs> that's what kind of leads me to believe that maybe the the key to beating Homelander is going to be oh my uh, gosh, Soldier ish. Boy because he <laughs> blows up uh he he basically, you know, Kamiko's a soup. She can, she can't die, she heals and then soldier boy blasts her and she's not able to heal anymore so i think soldier boy is the weapon that they've been searching for yeah, i think soldier so soldier That's boy kind of himself soldier boy himself is inherently like evil too so well we don't necessarily know that well he's kind of a douche and he's racist and he's a bigot and like it's kind it's of time, us that. i'm assuming i'm assuming he's evil <laughs> which to me, that's a more accurate representation of what Captain America should be. You would think, okay, you were born in the 20s, right? And you're frozen in ice. You would think that you would come out of that ice. Like, Captain America is way too understanding for someone that was born in the 20s when majority of people were racist. <laughs> it's just not in this character, man. <laughs> no, but Soldier Boy just seems more real to me. Like, that he would come out and, and be a bigot and be racist and stuff because that's how you know white men thought back then <laughs> not the all majority. of them you're stereotyping bro Quit stereotyping. <laughs> i'm just saying racism was pretty prevalent in the 19th just saying it's to quit stereotyping bro That's all I'm saying. i mean we didn't have ant- we didn't have segregation or we didn't get rid of segregation until what the 60s sure if that's yeah. what you think <laughs> i don't know I'm just saying, I like Jensen Ackles. Whatever. I'm just making but a case that he's Jensen awesome. Ackles, I don't know. I thought he was pretty sucky in this role. I don't feel like we've seen him enough to even draw that conclusion. <laughs> I, know, I just don't. I know, it's just something about the way he, he talks in this episode or the way he portrays his character. I, I just. I love what he's doing. I think it's really cool. I love that your mic isn't plugged in anymore. Who's? Can you not hear me? You sound no. super far away. Yeah, I thought you were like playing something on on like, like through your speakers, Matt. I thought you were like playing something. What do you mean? No, like it sounded like you were playing something. Oh, like, oh, when Matt like was a, talking. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's weird. It, thanks for telling me. So there was yeah. a, no idea. Is that better? Yeah, I yeah. like Jensen Ackles. I do in, too. In I, the role, I, I think he does great. And he, I think he got more ripped for this too. Probably. I, I thought like everything about this just made it seem like, like even to the tank that they found him in, just made me, just Captain drew, America. It was all Captain yeah, drew, America. Yeah. It, I and I love that about this. It's taking all these heroes that we know, and obviously it's changing their names for what it, for you know because of copyright issues or whatever. 
taking all these heroes that we know we have wonder woman we have superman we have black noir is essentially like kind of like batman essentially Aquaman in the deep. we have aquaman yeah and taking all these characters that we know and love and just making them as vile and as ridiculous as possible and it's just flash and a train that's why i feel like they 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 haven't even pushed the envelope as far as they could max like i know you 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 like that they step back but i think they could get so much more gross because it's completely different than everything else we've ever seen which i i I feel like you're misunderstanding me but go ahead matt i was starting to feel bad for a train the way like homelander was pushing him around and when he decides to join the cause with mabe and and starlight and all them i was like all right dude hell yeah like stand up for yourself let's and then go he showed, and then and then he showed why we not yeah just runs to daddy homelander to get in the good graces again like the deep and sells everybody out and then just in his most brutal form homelander shows his power move by killing starlight's first boyfriend and being like not just know, killing him well yeah ripping him like apart, tore him to shreds and saying that i'll go after huey if you don't you know, if you keep trying to do this whole mutiny and, against me. And not only that, makes makes Starlight say, he's like, I'm not leaving until you say that'll be Huey. Like, just yeah. so, like, commanding. You know what I mean? Just just showing his dominance. And even in subtle ways like that, like, um, you need to say that'll be Huey before I leave. It just shows how much of a prick he is. <laughs> I just can't wait for them to kill yeah. A-Train movie forward because I've been waiting since season one, episode one, for them to kill that prick. And now there's even more reason for them to kill him. Yeah. I don't think he'll well, the this deep season, too. But the deep, a... too. Like, you have you have A-Train. He's like, hey, you know, there's all this violence happening. You know, whatever this guy is, like, over-patrolling this, these black neighborhoods and stuff. And then the deep says that to try to get in good graces as well to saying you know what I, I think there's other things we need to worry on that rather than we need more soups or you remember what he said his girlfriend he basically coached him. I he think basically said power hungry and she's like she is she, oh she's gonna end up dead too she's oh, kind of yeah, like totally groomed him into a way now he's like doing everything she says well you ever hear the joke about how the man is the head and the woman is the neck that's not really true most of the time you never heard that Mm -mm. well people will say the man is the head of the household and then the joke will be yeah but the woman's the neck that turns the head that's very true with the deeps relationship here Uh, he is he doesn't have any control over his life he just does what she says yeah well the deep has always always been kind of weak he yes he's always been weak um or he he will try to assert his power over people like he did with starlight when he raped her yeah He's an awful guy. There's so many awful people. He so, jumps into that Fanta cult. So it was it Fanta Fresca. What was it that they were Fresca, drinking? Yeah, Fresca, like yeah. The Fresca cult. So quick, dude. Like it just shows you how weak his mind is. Well, because they promised him the, to be a, that they the could glory. lead him to salvation to get back into the the good graces of the seven. And which that's why I'm wondering if the whole marriage thing between the two of them, because it never shows him leaving that cult, right? Um, I thought I did at the end of the last I think, season. Doesn't I wonder doesn't if he's he still part killed? of the cult? Doesn't that cult leader die? I don't remember. I think it's I, been I so fucking think, long yeah, since has. the second season. It has. I don't know, but I don't know. I love this show. I can't wait for more. 
It is good. Yeah, too. It's yeah, really good. good. Anna was mad at me because I I woke up, turned it on. She's like, "Hey, we need to go," and I was like, "Nope, not until I finish this." And I made her wait around until it was done because <laughs> I I need it. Like, it's the show I look forward most that's out right now. That's like weekly releases. This show I look forward to more than anything else. Moving on, hey, we're gonna talk a little bit about Midnight Suns. All right, guys. Hey, I'm sorry. I have to wake up really soon. Go ahead, bud. All right, go ahead. You're all good. Talk to you guys later. Later. Still here. We got a new uh, trailer for Marvel's Midnight Suns, uh, along with the reveal that you're going to have Scarlet Witch and Spider-Man in the game. An evil Scarlet Um, Witch. Yeah, and we also got a uh, release date for October. I believe October sixth, twenty twenty-two. I'm super, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Marvel Ultimate Alliance games. Um, I loved Ultimate Alliance one and two. I never played three because I believe it was only on the Switch. Um, so I'm gonna have to go back and do that. But I love the Ultimate Alliance game. So if this is a top down game like that, I'm sold. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do with this franchise and this game and how it plays. Yeah. But I'm super stoked for for a Marvel game like this and um can't wait for october 6th and uh they give spider-man kind of like a i don't know what you call that like a celestial suit or something because they're yeah, dealing with like magic like and stuff iron iron spider type revamp suit yeah and then we have robbie reyes yep which uh, higher than scarlet witch and then blade and you iron see man and wolverine oh what that's that's iron man oh yeah, yeah. Oh no, I see. Who's the one in the middle? Um the woman. She looks like an Iron Man. She's not Iron Man. <laughs> like not Iron Man, like like supernatural suits, big boy stick boy says. I don't even see that. Oh, there it is. Um yeah, Wolverine has those uh markings all over him. Yeah. Um I don't know who that is in the middle. I didn't even notice Iron Man. I thought that's who you were talking about, and then I saw Iron Man standing uh-huh. next to her. He says rescue? No, I don't think it's rescue. But doesn't that look like an arc reactor on her chest? Um, Kind of, I guess. But... So I was going to say Ironheart, but then Ironheart's black. So that can't be her. No, I'm trying to see who the roster in the game is for Midnight Suns. Um, let's see if I can find it here. Oh, it's Captain Marvel. No, I don't think it oh, is. No, hold on. Midnight. Okay, so it says... It says Marvel's Midnight Suns Hunter is joined by Spider. Who's Hunter? Oh, the customizable Hunter. That's a customizable player. She's the yeah. main player. That's, yeah. That's yeah. So then it says is joined by Spider-Man, Scarlet Witch, Doctor Strange, Iron Man, Captain America, Captain Marvel, Wolverine, Magic, Nico Minoro. I can't say that. Blade, Go- and Ghost Rider. And now Spider-Man and Scarlet Witch. There you go, but yeah. So 
Yeah. Looks um, good. I'll I'll get it. I I played uh, Ultimate Alliance and I liked it. I'm just not a huge fan of those top-down games. But Well, I mean I'll if it has a co-op playability that um Ultimate Alliance had, mm-hmm. I'm all for it. Even yeah. if it is top-down. Um we got big news yesterday that Marvel is finally going all in on the Thunderbolts. This is going to be awesome. We don't know uh the ca- the roster lineup. Essentially, we probably are going to get um Baron Zemo, of course, we're probably gonna get um White agent, Widow. Uh, gonna get uh US agent. Yeah. We're probably going to get um I don't know if Ghost will be in it. I know Ghost was part of the Thunderbolts one time, so I don't know if Ghost is gonna be in it again. Um well we know Crossbones won't be in it because no. he's dead. Yeah. Maybe Taskmaster, but um yeah, Marvel is going all in on Thunderbolts. That's kind of uh, Kevin Feige is saying that there's not going to be any more um, Avengers movies for a while. And this is probably why, because they're moving away from the Avengers type team and going to focus more on the Thunderbolts, which I think is very interesting because you're going to see these bad, these villains and antiheroes in a different light. And um, it'll be, I think, way more interesting to kind of see them as a team going forward than another Avengers movie. Cause I kind of feel like, the peak Avengers movie was Endgame, and now you got to move in a different direction. I think Thunderbolts is the perfect way to go. What do you think? Are, do you think they're going to have General Ross in there? Because William Hurt died, right? Right. That's who played General so they, Ross? They'd have to recast him if they're going to. But I don't think because I've been Ross waiting for Red be, Hulk. Yeah, um, I don't think we're going to get Red Hulk in there. Um, I would. But, I would love. I would. I want to see the whole. Well, I mean, we just got She Hulk, so then we need Gray Hulk. I think you Red might Hulk. get Abomination. Like, I think Abomination might, you know, be the the Red Hulk substitute. In yeah, depending on what happens to him in She Hulk, right? But he had a big focus late because he was in Shang Chi, and now he's in She Hulk. So they are bringing back Abomination to get him in the forefront of your mind which makes me think it's to be in this Thunderbolts move team because they're yeah, going to, they've already got ghost. She was an Ant-Man and the wasp. And now we've got, you've already got um, Yelena Belova as the white widow. You've already got Baron Zemo. You've already got um, who else? Um, drawing a blank on who else, but Oh, Taskmaster. There's a reason that Taskmaster didn't die in black widow. So something tells me that that's probably going to be your um, Thunderbolts team right there. Maybe even Hawkeye, because Hawkeye was in the Thunderbolts at some point. So who knows? But um, yeah, I'm super stoked for a Thunderbolts movie. I'm super stoked to finally see a movie in Marvel continuity from the villain's point of view. Um, and them pretending to be here, trying to get the whole world to think that they're doing superhero type business um but super stoked for thunderbolts you know what i you know what drives me nuts like it's cool they're bringing abomination back and some of these characters from the edward norton movie but the one that i was always bummed that they haven't brought back yet was um uh the the doctor um mr blue what i'm talking about so he goes in there. The doctor's trying to heal him, 
or heel abomination or something like that. And uh-huh. then he gets the stuff on his head and his head starts pulsating. And it was teasing that Mr. Blue was coming. And then he never comes. They just never continued that storyline. I don't think they have. Do you know what I'm talking about? It's Sam- been so long since I've seen the, the Samuel Stern. Movie. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, is it, I feel like he shows up. No, I'm thinking of something else. Then. Um, yeah, who knows? I don't know. I don't know why. That never yeah. paid off. Maybe it's going to pay off down the line, but yeah, I don't know. I liked that Hulk movie. I mean, I see how it doesn't fit into the overarching MCU, but I thought Edward Norton was awesome as Bruce Banner. Yeah, but I've grown to God. I keep yawning. I apologize. I grown. I've grown to to really like Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner. So, oh yeah, he, it's not Mister Blue. It's the Mister Blue is what he communicates with. Uh. Bruce Banner over the computer. It's the leader. He turns into the leader, right? Um, I mean, if that's what you're hinting at, the dude with the giant head who kind of looks like Sinestro from uh, Green yeah. Lantern, yeah, then that's the leader. Yeah, I miss. I sorry, I got confused. Mister Blue is his tagline for the chat that they use. I was trying to figure out who you're talking about. That's what I was like. Yeah, and Stick said the leader, and he's absolutely right. I was calling him the wrong thing. I was calling him by the, the whatever. Sticks uh, keeps it true, true man. Thank you, Sticks, keeping me, keeping me honest. Yeah, this will be cool. It's going to be a movie, right? They've confirmed it as a movie, not another. I wonder. TV show. Uh, yes, Thunderbolts is going to be a movie. I wonder if the leader shows up in She-Hulk though. Maybe. We need that payoff, dude. Because he's a pretty big villain, isn't he? In like I mean, Marvel lore. I don't know if I'd call him a big villain, but But he's like he's... a pretty recognizable villain. Well, like, yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. All right, what's next? Next up, Marvel Studios is skipping San Diego Comic Con this year. Yeah, womp, did you womp. see that? No, no Hall H panel. <laughs> did you see that? Um, that Kevin Feige, because Miss Marvel came out in the first episode. They're at Avengers Con. Avengers Con, yep. And Kevin Feige came out and says, you know, he sees uh, that eventually they may have like an Avengers Con, which makes sense. I mean, DC has DC fandom, right? Yeah, but it's that's all, all online con. It's not like an in person. Well, I don't think, do you think DC fandom, if it was in person, would garner the same amount of attention that Avengers Con does? Absolutely. You think so? Absolutely. What kind of, like. If they had a DC fandom where they were showing all that kind of stuff, but you could go sit there in the audience and you could go to a vendor floor and you could do like all that stuff, I think people would absolutely go. No, I I think people will go, including you and I. Like, I think we would want to go to that. But what I'm saying is I think Avengers Con has a a larger mass appeal, right? You're going to get people taking their kids and so, you know what I mean? Like, I think 
that it just doesn't it's not just the movie like marvel is so much bigger than dc is right now right as far as just general public wise that i just think avengers con would just i think avengers con could pull in san diego comic-con type crowds yeah, if they maybe. did it big and and i don't think because look i mean they have d23 that brings in huge crowds yeah but d23 encompasses like everything like look at star Wars celebration for example like there there you go but like d23 it's like encompasses everything that disney's putting out so it would encompass like pixar movies um yeah whatever disney plus is gonna do marvel um star wars like i bet you're gonna get more star wars announcements at d23 so it doesn't it's not surprising that they're skipping comic-con because warner brothers has skipped comic-con for a few years as far as this stuff goes well marvel has for the last Um, couple years too right no they've been they've been saying they've been at san diego for the marvel studio stuff Mm. but um but yeah so san diego comic-con is still going to be a massive massive thing it's just gonna be you're just not gonna have marvel studios so i mean you'll have sure you'll see stuff on the next season of the boys there you'll see stuff on you know projects that are coming out um from other studios walking dead stuff all that'll still be there just no umbrella i'm sure netflix will be there yeah just no massive uh marvel studios announcement they're saving those for for d23 so um, speaking of Marvel Studios announcements, I've been reading quite a few places online that we may get a trailer for Black Panther this Friday Ooh. At, during during uh, the basketball game. Ooh! Oh, that's today. Yeah, today's Friday. <laughs> I read that two days ago. Yes, yeah, so we were supposed to get we we may be getting something tonight. I don't know. Well, would have already it would have already we, dropped. Yeah, the the game's over, right? I guess the first look at Shiri was Shiri was released. And then, and it's on a like Sprite bottle, I guess. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I guess Disney debunks Black Panther 2 trailer rumor. <laughs> Just yesterday they put that out. Well, there you go for reading your articles. That, yeah. yeah. Well, I, like I said, I read it maybe two or three days ago, and apparently they debunked it yesterday. That sucks. That's a movie I'm is, really interested in to see what they do. I mean, there is a, a look. Here, let me share my screen here. Um, There is a, from a Sprite bottle of. That's a Sprite bottle? What she's gonna like, yeah, because here's the Koye Sprite Zero. So, what is she wearing? And what is Shuri wearing? Does that look that doesn't look like a she's the only one that's kind of got this new look about her? So, who knows? But that's just like kind of the first What's the hentai on her hand look of. You see that? Like some, yeah. It's a, just her first look at what she's probably going to look like in the movie. Hmm. Um, Do you think she's going to be the new Black Panther? Absolutely. You know, I, I mean, unless they're going to bring back Killmonger in 
change up. I mean, I guess the multiverse stuff they could, but um, I've heard Killmonger Umbaku, even in the what if was was uh, Killmonger even what if turned evil? Yeah, I've heard of them talking about Umbaku getting it, but Shuri's the one that makes sense since she takes over the mantle of Black Panther in the comics. So, what's his name? What's that actor's name? Winston. Winston Churchill. No, that's not <laughs> it. Uh, what's the stick name? says honestly San Diego is just a destination they can release the trailer so much easier um oh it's Winston Winston yeah. Duke Winston Duke is that actor? yeah but that sticks I mean unless you've been to San Diego I don't know if you've been to San Diego comic-con or not but there's just something about the allure of being in Hall H and from the fan standpoint of standing there waiting to get in to see this kind of stuff and you're supposed to be seeing it before anybody else so you're seeing it before it leaks online um most of the time and just just the whole allure there's something about the allure and the mystique of of being at San Diego Comic-Con and seeing this stuff that trumps just watching it online and just releasing it online yeah you're getting so. the first view like right. nobody else has seen this i mean how many times do we hear about a trailer or they play the first 5 minutes of Spider-Man or something you know what i mean like i, I remember like every San Diego, like somebody sees like the first 10 minutes of something or, and then you're scouring the internet to find some crappy cell phone recording yeah. of it, you know, but like that just San Diego comic con is supposed to be the Mecca. It's the Mecca con. It's the con. Everybody waits to go to, you know, New York is big and they've got these other big cons, but like San Diego comic con from the, OG. the comic industry standpoint is the Mecca. Like everybody who's anybody in comics is at San Diego Comic-Con. Which so. just goes to show... Well, that, that's I started that sentence wrong. What I'm saying is Marvel is smart for doing this because they understand how much money these cons probably pull in. And now they're just giving more marketability to their D23. Or if they decide to do an Avengers con or something like that, you know, they're keeping the money in-house, right? Yeah. So it makes sense from a business standpoint of why they do that. I tell you what, if Marvel Studios says, hey, you know all that stuff that was at San Diego Comic-Con that we didn't do this year? Well, it's going to be at D23. I'd be much more likely to go to D23. Yeah. If it was that case, if that's the case. So, I don't know. I think you're going to start seeing a lot of these studios do their own thing rather than farm out. I mean, if they have a big enough draw, farm out to these other companies. Keeping it in-house. Yeah, you you get to control. You get to control everything space at these conventions to do stuff now you're saving money on that so it's just gonna it keeps it all under one house in the house and under you know easier lock and key because if something leaks out they're gonna be like well this is you know our in-house this is our people it's somebody internal they don't have to worry about it leaking out from comic-con staff or someone who shouldn't be where they were you know which disney is the worst at keeping some of these things secret yeah I mean, they have not. They do not have a good track record. What was that? Um, our next story is we got some uh, first looks through Entertainment Magazine at uh, Amazon's. What's probably going to be Amazon's next massive hit in uh, Paper Girls. I've never even heard of this. It is a massively successful comic book series by Brian K. Vaughn uh, coming to. Um, Amazon Prime uh, about some paper girls who do some like 
the time travel and there's a lot of like paranormal aspect to it oh i so. do know what this is once i saw the comic i recognized it immediately yeah it's a lot um, of, it's, a, it's a really good book um some of brian k Vaughan's best stuff we got our first look at some of the characters from paper girls when does it come uh, out it oh, is july 29th yeah that's so soon. there's that's a gonna lot of be... good shit coming out in july have you noticed that yeah, you got Stranger sort of Things thing. Part Two. You got this. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the other thing that was coming out in July? So yeah, you really get weird fucking aliens. You get time travel. Like they go into the future and meet their um, older selves, and it's it's all really crazy. It's a really good comic book series if you want to read it online before the show comes out. To familiar yourself with it, I can't recommend Paper Girls enough. Kyle loved it. Uh, we used to review it all the time when we were doing comic book reviews back in the old days. Um, Paper Girls is a fantastic read. Um, I definitely recommend checking it out uh, before the show comes out. Not to spoil yourself, but just so you're not like, what the hell is this? It's it's a little bit Stranger Thingies um, in some aspects. But yeah, it's like Sticks is saying it's based in the 80s or 90s. Um, like, But they're, they're Paper Girls and they go to the future. Like I said, meet the future selves. And it's uh, it's a lot of fun. And I would definitely say check it out. Oh, Resident Evil comes out July. Man, that looks like shit. <laughs> so we got Stranger. This is just Netflix. Stranger Things. Um, where is it? Where is that other thing I just said? Resident Evil. The Gray Man, which looks pretty good. That's like. That- Ryan Gosling and Chris Evans movie. I don't know. And then Better Call Saul comes back in July. Yep. There's a July lot of 1st. good shit coming out in July. So, oh, and Thor comes out in July. Uh, Love and Thunder. So, yeah, so, check out your Paper Girls. Go to your little comic book shop and say, I want the Paper Girls trade. You know who that, that girl looks like at the bottom? Go back to that real quick. Does that so, not look like the bottom on the left? She Does that like the, not look the like boy a from Terminator 2? Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's what I thought it was first. I was like, is this a Terminator thing? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. All right. What's next? Yes. She looks like Edward Furlong. That's his name. That guy is fucked up, by the way. Uh, next, we got our review of Miss Marvel, which was surprisingly not bad. <laughs> Um, if you've, so essentially Kamala Khan, right, is a young Pakistani girl living in Jersey, Jersey, Jersey city. She, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, she's a huge Avengers fanatic, huge Miss Marvel or not Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel Captain fanatic. Marvel that's her fan. favorite. Um, she wants to go to Avengers con, which we talked about a little bit before dressed as Captain Marvel to potentially win a cosplay contest finds some old junk from her grandmother and gets superpowers and that's basically this what this happened there's not a whole lot to go if you've played the avengers game on xbox and playstation it's very much like that first scene from the avengers game well i mean you get a lot of um easter eggs i liked a lot of the the art and the cinematography in this show and how like 
important moments in her life. There's this like purple lens flare that kind of like mimics her powers a little bit um, in random places. There's a lot of Easter eggs in the show. Um, Avengers like Ant-Man having a podcast, big me, little me. That was so funny, dude. Apparently Avengers are going on this podcast and spilling the beans on what like events have taken place. Cause there's a lot of stuff that they talk about it as far as like Thanos goes that you didn't, you know, you learn and which I hope in the new Ant-Man movie, we get some scenes of him recording his podcast. Cause doesn't that just sound hilarious of Paul Rudd? Yes. Acting like a podcaster. <laughs> yeah. Big me, little me. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Um, no, but I, I don't know about you, but I got super strong, uh, Spider-Man homecoming vibes. Yes. Yes, from the show like very, i felt like it was beat for beat yeah it was along those lines had a lot of the the same undertones and a lot of the same like um what's the word i'm looking for here um it just it feels different like it's very like family oriented it it just yeah. it hits a little bit different what i will say is the similarities between this actor her name's iman what's her name iman something the similarities between her how she was discovered her her past and everything is very reminiscent of tom holland in fact i was watching some interviews with her uh, before the show came out on like jimmy fallon and stuff there's characters or there's pictures of her dressed up as this character for halloween from a couple years ago there's Mm -hmm she's a avid comic book reader so she knew about all this stuff before she was ever cast or before she was ever even an inkling in kevin feige's radar you know huge comic book reader she says she has stacks and stacks of comic books that she just pours over a huge mcu fan and as far as her presence on screen like it's hard not to like her you feel that way yeah like i, I feel like she could be marvel's next big like tom holland is marvel's big it thing right now right if you look at everybody that's in marvel like tom holland is kind of everybody's darling it seems like this girl could quickly become that i think in the same breath as tom holland yeah she does she was born to play this role she does fantastic um like i said this is very i i'm not gonna trash a show because one i don't feel like it warranted to be trashed because it was it was cute it was enjoyable but it's not for us. This is more aimed at teen girls. This is, you know, I, I fully am aware that this show is not, we are not their target target audience. Um, but it was yeah, still our target. Uh, our target was Moon Knight. We were the yes. target audience, which that sucked. So why couldn't they put the same care? <laughs> and it, it was still just a it's a it's a cute show to watch, you know, with your kids or your family to yeah. continue on moving the Marvel universe. I thought it was very you know, very reminiscent of Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, like you were saying, sticks that I had two issues with the show. The mention of cocaine and the locker room scene of the girls changing. I don't feel like kid-centric moments. Yeah, I agree. I kind of feel the... I did find myself feeling like that locker room scene was a little weird and out of place and didn't fit when she When she has the thing on her nose? Do. Yeah. She, she's got the thing on her face and you see like the girl walk past her and her, like, her bra and and all that like that didn't it's feel pre-teen. like it was i wouldn't say kid i would say preteen to teen but still this is you, you're 
you're over sexualizing teen young teen girls at that point because you're oh. doing a shower scene or you're not shower scene but a locker room scene with scantily clad teenagers i didn't feel like i didn't feel like it was sexualized like if i showed this to my daughter who's 11 and about to turn 12 right no she's about to turn 11 like i don't feel like i feel like she would think that oh this this show is speaking to me but think you of it I as mean? a parent you're i am i am a parent of 37 year old man watching a TV okay show it is weird to show imagery like that women. to a 37 year old man yes. but to but to an 11 year old girl like i don't think i don't think it was it had a sexual undertone to it at all i mean in no, fact it's just all of it, it i i guess i mean honestly i didn't even notice it like i noticed that they were in a locker room and i noticed that there was a girl you see her back with like this all these strappy things you know for her bra i guess um, but like it was it was blurry for the most part but like it makes sense well, as far as she gets hit in the nose in basketball and gym. she literally comes it's a the, the young woman comes out of like the shower area with no shirt on just a bra and you see her boobies a bouncing so yeah i just didn't notice it i didn't notice it. i mean I, i'm gonna watch it again because i enjoyed it um the cocaine thing i'm i'm missing where that was um she when she's trying to make her case to go to avengers con she oh she it's, it's not like a, that, i'm not gonna yeah. do cocaine yeah yeah um yeah i remember that part i mean i don't i don't have any problem showing this to my to my 11 year yeah, old like that steve said again it's not for us exactly um zaggy i think that's a pretty safe bet that captain marvel's gonna show up since then this her, girl's in the movie yeah <laughs> she's her and Monica Rambeau are both in uh, the Marvels movie, so yeah, I'm I'm sure there's going to be some. That's going to be like the culmination of it. She meets her hero essentially. I'm I don't surprised know. Man. You didn't notice boobies, Zaggy. I figured you'd be the first one to notice boobies. I yeah I yeah I didn't I didn't notice it either. I noticed that there was a girl sitting there with her back turned. But I didn't even notice another girl walking in. I just saw it as like a regular locker room. She said, Stick Boy says this movie leads into Marvels, right? Yes. Yes. But like, I don't think that that experience, like, if you showed this, like, I think they're trying to reach a new market here with preteen girls. Like, I don't think preteen girls has ever been their target market. Aaron says, LOL, movies are bouncing. Like, I don't think preteen girls or teenage girls have ever been, they've never marketed these movies to that group. And so all the imagery in it, even the the cocaine comment, I don't think that that age group is really going to find anything weird about it because they, they experience that every day. Well, she's 16 because she's trying to get her driver's license in the, in the right, right. episode, so... She's a well, at the very old, least, so. she's 15 trying to get her permit. Like, we, we don't yeah. know. But she's she's somewhere around that. No, she actually says she's 16. So you're absolutely correct. She's She tells her mom, but I'm 16. <laughs> and when are you going to treat me? Lance says, or Stick Boy says, Lance, you might be right. Shocking. Kids perceive things differently than we do. Yeah, I just, I, I just, I don't think anything in here is abnormal as far as what, what probably my own daughter has experienced. You know, but. I don't know. Now it might be a little weird showing this to my seven-year-old son 
that locker scene, locker room scene. But like I said, I don't think that this is even targeting him. I think this is targeting young girls. You know? Yeah. This is mm. this whole franchise has been targeting towards men, right? It was only until Captain Marvel came out that we had a show that had a female centric character, right? As, as the as the main star, right? Yeah, it was when Captain Marvel came out because Marvel started to realize that we we're we're selling ourselves short by not making these equal representation shows and these movies and stuff. So I totally understand why Captain Marvel was made. I understand why Black Widow was made. I understand why this was made. They're all in the same vein. Now, this is the first one that has a female-centric character that I actually enjoy. <laughs> Captain America and Black Widow were hot garbage. But um, I see myself... I've always been interested in this character. When we played the Avengers game, it was fun playing as her. You agree? That nah, that game sucks. No, that game sucks. The game sucks because it has very it's not a linear storyline it's very confusing but in that beginning scene when you're going through avengers con and you're starting to learn how to use her powers and and uh you know she has the stretchy hands and she get big and stuff like it's fun playing as her the gameplay in that game sucks but that was my first interaction with her and so it made me interested in her as a character you know yeah because it was just fun like but overall, you're, yes, you're right. That game sucked. But again, but, uh, I don't. I'm not gonna harp too hard on on the show. Like I enjoyed it for what it was. I thought it was cute. But I'm not gonna like sit here and bash it because it's not for me. It's, we're not the target audience. We yeah. haven't been the target audience from the get go. So, and it's also like I've heard this comment used. It's not for me with like Ninja Turtles and stuff. The difference between this and why I'm okay that it's not that I'm not the target audience and why I don't get upset over that is because they're not taking something that that our audience, like Matt and myself and everybody in the chat, made made uh, made popular. You know what I mean? This is something that's pr- still pretty fresh, so they can they can direct it towards somebody else. You know, like I get mad when it's Ninja Turtles because they're taking my childhood and trying to warp it and stuff but they're not warping anything here it's it feels very true to every interaction i've ever had with this character but i I think as fanboys (laughs) that's not what i said zaggy says so you don't like females go figure (laughs) what nailed it i Um, love i love uh florence Pugh. i hope they give her her own movie i think she's way more interesting i think that as fanboys and people in this community and in the pop culture realm and doing what we do, we lose sight of the fact we, we always scream my childhood, my childhood ruined my childhood. Um, don't touch things from my childhood, but your childhood doesn't mean shit to the power of the almighty dollar. Yes. But could you imagine if they made those ninja, the Michael Bay Ninja Turtle movies, if they made those actually targeting me, how much money those would have made? Like, I think they, like, yes, they're trying to reach a new audience, but that's what those shitty Saturday morning cartoons are for, right? That Rise of the Turtles or whatever, and the the one prior to that where they had, like, clubbed feet. But the movie would have made so much more money if they didn't try to bastardize it. It's like if Black, say Back to the Future came out today, and they completely bastardize it, you know? 
all of a sudden they're not driving a DeLorean. They're driving a crotch rocket to the future. You know what I mean? Or, or like they just do things that that movie's going to flop, right? Because it's pandering to someone other than what the original audience was. One of the best joys I have in my life is taking my kids to something like like Ghostbusters. I took my boys to Ghostbusters Afterlife, which was so true to those original two movies, and they absolutely loved it. And that made me happy because it was something that I loved, and it's something I could connect with them on. You know my son has watched No Way Home, which I feel the Spider-Man they've introduced in this is very much the Spider-Man I remember from my childhood. My son has watched, since it hit Disney+, Plus, No Way Home at least three times a week. He loves it that much. Uh, no way home's not on Disney plus. Uh, not on Disney plus. I bought it on Voodoo. I'm sorry. It's on my Voodoo account. It's on my Voodoo account. Since I bought it on my Voodoo account, he's watched it at least three times a week. Sorry, I forgot. I'm a, I I have about. But see, that's know, not. It feels like twenty streaming apps. <laughs> Spider Man No Way Home is not the Spider Man I remember from my childhood. It's not well, there's there's things the, like with Aunt May and stuff, but as far as the physical the, embodiment like, of what Tom Holland does animated spider-man the animated series spider-man it's not that at all but it's it's a different take it's more ultimate spider-man-esque but i don't know i I feel like it's pretty true compared to the other two iterations that we got um i mean if i'm gonna go like closest it's hard because it's hard if you're gonna go close to spider-man to the comics, you give it Andrew Garfield. If you could be close to Peter Parker to the comics, I'm gonna go Toby Maguire. Like but but Andrew he Gar- does I both mean, well. Tom Holland is a nice medium, but I think if you're gonna like go, okay, well, I want the Spider-Man from the the you know 80s, 90s comics, which is when I would have started reading, it's gonna your Spider-Man is gonna be Andrew Garfield, your Peter Parker. Is going to be um, Tobey Maguire. I think the movies would have been fantastic if it was Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker and then Andrew Garfield in the suit. Like you got the the best of both worlds. I think Tom yeah. Holland is just that happy medium. It's yeah, a he happy does medium. both very well. He's not right, the best but, Spider-Man. He's not the better best Peter, Peter right. Parker. But Tobey Maguire was not a good Spider-Man. He was a great Peter Parker. And Andrew exactly. Garfield was. I don't know who that was. Yeah, that he was playing. That wasn't anything even close to Peter Parker, except in name only. Uh, but his Spider-Man with the quippiness and all that stuff, and you know the snarkiness yeah. a little bit. Would you call it snarky? I would. Yeah. yeah, that was very clear. But Tom Holland has a little bit of the quippiness, not nearly what Andrew Garfield does. And then the Peter Parker side, he has that nerdy kind of doesn't really fit in. He's kind of an outcast, like that. That that Peter Parker that we all know and love. I think he just does both very well. And we've never gotten that before. It's kind of like with Batman. You have a great Bruce Wayne or you have a guy that plays Batman very well, but it's hard to hit both. Like Christian Bale, Christian Bale, like I think did one pretty good. And then the other one, not so great. Ben Affleck felt like he did both pretty well. In my opinion, speaking of Christian Bale real quick Uh before we end this tonight. So I rewatched last weekend. They had, um batman begins the dark knight and the dark knight rises all one after another yeah i love his portrayal of batman and batman begins 
it teeters downwards in The Dark Knight. Agreed. The Dark Knight is 100% Heath Ledger's movie. Heath Ledger is the only reason that, that movie's good. Good. Yeah, absolutely. He's not doing that I'm Batman voice in, in like in Batman Begins. He's talking a little bit gruffer, but in his n- normal voice. The, yep. Where is she? Like, no, you don't get all that. Like, and then whatever the fuck that abomination that is, Dark Knight Rises. But just saying, Christopher I, I Nolan decided I'm going to totally take a dump on everything you know about Batman. Robin was like, I don't know what the fuck, yeah. with Joseph Gordon Levitt. Bane was some new character that Max loves that movie. And I just don't, I don't get it. I don't get but it I at think- all. Bale's peak performance as Batman was Batman Begins because he's the sole he's the sole focus right in that movie. I mean, yeah, uh Cillian Murphy is in it as Scarecrow, I think, right? Mm-hmm. But you get to see Batman. Well, and you got Liam Neeson as Raza Ghoul or Rachel Ghoul. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I I agree with you. I think Batman Begins as far as a total movie is a great Batman movie. Dark Knight, the Dark Knight is great because of Heath Ledger. It's not mm-hmm. a great Batman movie. That's why people were like, oh, it should be nominated for Best Picture. No, it shouldn't have. It's not that great. Heath Ledger is phenomenal in it. And without that version of, of Joker that Heath Ledger did, I do not think that we would have the Joker as it is today with Walking Phoenix. Probably not. I think but... that opened the doors for that sadistic type Joker. I don't know. Miss Marvel's a great show. I, I, I like it so it far. Is. We don't get it that much of it. Enjoyable. Did you see there's an after credits, right? I texted yep. you that. Did mm-hmm. you notice that the first time around? Yeah. Okay. I watched it. When I watched it, I noticed it. And then it's the same people that are interrogating Ned, MJ, and May, and Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. It's that same like agency. Did you know that the kid who plays her best friend in the show was actually the second choice to play Peter Parker in Spider-Man No and Spider-Man Homecoming? Really? Yeah, so if Tom Holland would have turned it down, he was in line. I thought to play. the second choice was the kid from Ender's Game. Nope, it was him. He was really? in line to play Peter Parker if Tom Holland was going to pass on the movie. He was really? actually their first choice until Tom Holland uh, read for it. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, full circle, I guess. What's his name? Matt? Is it Matt Lintz? I don't. I don't know his name. I just. Yeah, that's Matt. He plays Bruno, right? Did you we notice that subtle? Bruno. Did you notice the subtle Encanto joke? No. When she's what, talking what? to him, she goes, no, 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 Bruno. Oh, <laughs> you didn't no. catch that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was an Encanto joke. But, yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. I don't know. I think it's clever. And I watched it. And I said, oh, man, I kind of wish I was watching this with my daughter because I think she'd really enjoy this. And my daughter... Does, is not in to the superhero genre whatsoever. Well, I would hope so because that's who the target target audience is. My friend. yeah, she's she's not into it. Um, and it it bums me out that she's not into it because my boys and I get along with this. I I took my boys to see Doctor Strange. They absolutely loved it. But um, you know, she's not into it, and I and it's kind of nice that there's finally something that I think that that could maybe bridge that gap. And maybe she can start getting interested in it, but they need to do more stuff like this. They they can't they can't stop at just this. 
Yeah. I think a Squirrel Girl show, show would be great for the same audience. You think? Yeah, absolutely. I would I would agree with you there, I think. Yeah. I can't really think of any other characters that would be that good in this target. Um, Well, you could do like Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Yeah, which we kind of saw that with the Runaways. So I don't know how mm. quick they are going to be able to revisit that. Well, that was Moon Girl, wasn't it? No. And the Runaways? No, it's who, not Moon who, Girl. Who is that? It's her own character. She just has the ability to talk to dinosaurs. It, it, she is in the Runaways. The Runaways is a Marvel property, but that's not Moon Girl. I thought that was Moon Girl the entire nope. time I was watching it. Nope. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. But good show. We we don't have anything else to talk about, right? That's it. That's it for the night. Dude, if you want to watch something good, it kind of made me cry a little bit. Netflix just released a Bob Saget tribute. Really? With, uh, with uh, Jeff Ross and, and uh, John Stamos and Chris Rock. Hmm. But that's cool. What are you doing? I'm... Huh? What are you doing? I uh, was opening something and for some reason the show popped up on my phone. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's it's funny. It's sad. Like it's it's a great little special. I'll have to check that out. Tribute. Yep. All right. You got anything else? Um, no, I think that's it for me. You got anything else? I do not. All right. Well, I want to thank everyone for hanging out in the chat. Zaggy, Sticks Boy, Patrick, um, Aaron, Ish. Know your mom this week. That's disappointing. Um, but all the crew for hanging out, having a good time. Um, thank you so much. Max was oh, in there for a little bit. Max Bender. Max. The other Max. So, Dude, uh, funny this- story about Max Bender before we go. So I quote, I posted something on my Facebook about the gas, you know. And uh, Max says, that's why you just need to teach your kids. That's why you just need to teach your kids uh, the siphon how to tanks. siphon. Yeah, I saw. And that. my sister-in-law's mother thought that he was absolutely serious, and he goes, "That's not what you teach your kids, is it?" Dude, I <laughs> laugh. Like, I absolutely teach my kids that. I said that. I said if I had to put money on it, I guarantee that's what Max teaches his children. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so funny, dude, because I I know how she is, and she absolutely believed that he was advocating for people siphoning gas. No. But... <laughs> So that's that's it for me. But all right, well, I want to thank everyone for hanging out. Um, as always, good show. Uh, if you're listening to this on the playback on Monday, please make sure to like and subscribe. If you listen to the audio version, please make sure to uh, subscribe and leave us reviews, comments, whatever you like. Uh, if you want to check us out live on YouTube, make sure to go to the YouTube page and subscribe. Uh, we appreciate it tremendously. We got all kinds of new content in the works for the channel, so things are going to get interesting here in the coming months um but for this week's episode of the absolute geek podcast i'm matt i am ackles butt double and we'll see you guys next time all you freaks and geeks come all you freaks and geeks 
Let's listen to Absolute Geek. Absolute Geek. We'll go ahead and spread our cheeks. Spread the cheeks. And drink and some Cosby wine. <laughs> we'll Come drink on, some Cosby wine. It makes me feel real fine. <laughs> See you next time <laughs> on the Absolute Geek.